0: What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you, but real quick, got a couple words for you before we start this episode. First and foremost, we are brought to you by the video versions of this podcast. That's right. Experience the madness in full HD on Vimeo at anwd.net slash videos. Once again, that is anwd.net slash videos. 99 cents an episode or $6 a month gets you unlimited streaming. Of all 98 episodes, 99, 99. Yeah, I think there's a 90, I think there's 99 video episodes at the moment. It's hard to keep track sometimes. I'm doing a lot of fucking content. We also have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash now where there are clips, highlights, and a couple full video episodes. And if we can successfully monetize the YouTube channel, I will probably try to move everything from Vimeo over to YouTube. But in the meantime, go to Vimeo to experience the full video versions of this podcast. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic started, I am Twitch streaming four or five nights a week, playing a bunch of different video games. Come hang out at the chat at twitch.tv slash Matt Slayer. Once again, that is twitch.tv slash Matt Slayer. We have a new sponsor here in the third slot of the ad roll. Go to www.anwd.net slash episodes. And there is now an Amazon affiliate banner. If you shop on Amazon, do me a solid. Click on the banner. It costs you nothing and generates some revenue for the show. Take you two minutes to go click on the banner. Boom. So I appreciate the hell out of all of you. And let's get on with the show. My guest this week is adult performer Nolina Nix. Nolina is a brand new performer. But even though she is brand new, She has had some really interesting life experiences. She spent half the pandemic in Peru, has performed some other forms of sex work before getting into the adult entertainment biz. She is definitely a name and face to remember. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy drinking, buddies. How the fuck are you? I'm so well. I'm so
1: happy to be here. This is so exciting.
0: Hell yeah. It's exciting for me too. Like, it was just like the fates willed it. Oh, yeah. I I wake up to a text message, you know, less than a week ago, like, hey, you got to check out Malina. She's trying to get into podcast and help her out. And then here we are.
1: Angel. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so nervous though, but excited
0: don't worry i only consensually
1: bite <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> and i i haven't figured out how to do it remotely yet so you're safe don't worry <laughs> great for the it's audio at my
1: own home <laughs> she looks
0: like she's coming to us from a beach house like i see towels looks like hanging uh
1: oh, oh yeah they are <laughs> uh yeah i live next to the beach it's a beachfront a place oh a hell beachfront yeah apartment
0: hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah
1: but I won't tell you what beats Don't no no, <laughs> I
0: wasn't gonna ask. I'm I'm not like trying to set the stalkers in motion. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <Please>. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: first thing we did when we, you know, got on the call was like, Oh, that's a name you probably don't want to display.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, my real name. Oh god.
0: Yeah. Didn't didn't wanna do all that. Like, I'm like, no, yeah, let's uh let's not get you in trouble here. Like you're still real new and we don't want you to have those fucking pitfalls, those weird motherfuckers will come out of the woodwork eventually anyways. We don't need to encourage them.
1: Yeah, I'm already getting them online a little bit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm deleting all my personal stuff.
0: Has that been a weird transition already? Like, as you've been stepping into the limelight, motherfuckers just coming out being weird?
1: Yeah. And, I mean, there's people in my personal life who have showed up and, like, they're they're finding me, which is fine. I'm pretty open. Um, just don't bother me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, If you were doing any other job, people shouldn't come out of the woodwork to fucking bother you about it. It's weird that oh, hey, you're deciding to do pornography and all of a sudden like, oh, hey, I know we haven't talked in 20 years, (laughs) but how are you doing, girl?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a chance. I'm like, yeah. You still don't have a chance.
0: (laughs) Uh, What makes you think now you would have more of a chance than when you did before I was famous. Like had oh any God. infamy. Yeah. Like you do realize I get paid to have sex. That means I'm not starved for it. So I'm not desperate <laughs> to get laid here. And if your personality wasn't shining through 20 years ago, probably
1: you, know, you were kind of a bully to me in high school. Fuck you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's weird how people like do that shit like. Even for me, like, you know, I've never been a performer, but I've had friends, you know, people I knew back in they start coming out of the woodwork like, oh, hey, hey, can you introduce me to so-and-so? Like, can you, you know, I saw, uh, you know, that girl was on your show. Can, can you introduce me? Like, yeah. No, man. No. Why the fuck would I do what?
1: that? <laughs> you yeah, know, people are like that, though. And I'm like, what? Okay. So they think I'm just like this mega slut, like just so desperate for anything. Um, out there, and I'm like, yeah, um, I, there's plenty lined up already. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: There's plenty lined up, and there's probably more cutting, trying to cut the line as is, besides the motherfucker who bullied you back in the day.
1: Exactly. <laughs> You're such an asshole. You never forget those things. <laughs>
0: like, oh, hey, provider of my childhood trauma? Yes, yeah, so I would definitely <laughs> love to open my legs for you. What was I thinking?
1: Yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> Oh, there's like there's these saviors now. So I have like people trying to save me. Like, are you okay? Um, I heard what you're doing, and I'm like, I've been a sex worker for a long time already. Like, don't bother me. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the the Captain hose will be oh, yes. will be plentiful and they will be there for your whole career. They they like to act <laughs> like you didn't choose this lifestyle. Like, blink twice if someone's holding you hostage and forcing you to work in porn. Just blink twice for them. Oh, hey, look, she didn't blink. No one's forcing her to do this shit.
1: I'm doing it all on my own. Yeah.
0: And it's yeah. like, oh my god, a woman doesn't have agency over her own fucking body. Like, what the fuck?
1: Fucking amen. It's like I. Ha- Why. Just for me to have sex with multiple people is like I mean this is the basic argument right but like it is so natural I don't understand I don't that's a whole different story maybe we don't go there oh, no,
0: we can definitely go there we can definitely go there this is a real fucking conversation we can definitely go there like you know it, it's it's such a weird societal fucking it's so fucked in society where it's like oh. You know, as a dude, like, obviously, you know, I want a woman that's going to have sex, but she can't have too much sex. Whoa, that's bad.
1: <laughs> she might be ha- like, you literally women who are having sex more are proven to be happier. It's like proven. So like a society where women are free to have sex more without the shame and guilt and bullshit, we're all going to be happier. Like <laughs> we need this. <laughs>
0: i don't know like i'd be really really bummed if like i had a partner who's like completely inexperienced and nervous like when it was time to have sex like no you gotta have fucking experience like it's natural yes it's natural for anyone's uh, who's inexperienced to feel nervous like no i want like to get down with someone who's had a bunch of sex is super comfortable with it maybe show me a thing or two
1: yes amen uh I don't like it when people are virgins.
0: Have you taken a bunch of virginities? I gotta know.
1: Um, maybe three. I think three.
0: You think three? You're not sure?
1: I have a I have a really good story about one. Oh with my please tell me. Some I don't know what I'm allowed to say on here. Well,
0: just don't <laughs> name names. Don't name names. Like
1: Okay. Everything is fiction that I'm about to say. <laughs> um <laughs> this kid he worked at Target for months and he saved up all his cash to meet me because I was an escort nothing illegal I was just an escort (laughs) and he was a virgin so like he saved up all his money to see me for a few hours and I was like why he's like I want you to take my virginity like he had an obsession with me and I felt like so much I took the money I'm so fucked up but like I felt so much guilt (laughs)
0: Why do you feel fucked up about that? Like, it's your fucking job.
1: Right. It was my job. I was just like, poor guy.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not like, yo, you were dating the dude from Target and you're like, yo, I'd love to take your virginity, but you got to pay. Like, no, it's business. Like, it's work. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. if you were... And it
1: was worth it for him.
0: Right. And if you're the person selling him his cake, you wouldn't feel bad about selling him his birthday cake because it was his fucking birthday.
1: Right, okay, so you're, fair.
0: you're providing a good or service, that's what money trans changes hands for.
1: Uh, it's true, I, I think he was just the sweetest, like, most innocent little, like, 23 year old, and he was just so sweet. <laughs> he like brought me chocolate, yeah,
0: anyway. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I want to hear this whole story, like, tell me the whole story, I want to hear the whole story of how this went down, like, okay,
1: so. You know, I do really, um, when I was an escorting, I did really well with my background checks and I was like really picky about who I saw
0: as you showed he oh, fucking safe. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. Which is a whole nother story. Um, and okay. So he, he like passed, he showed me, he was a student. He didn't show me his job and then he came in and he was, um, I can't give too much information. How do I explain? Uh, he was timid. You could tell he was sweet. He was in school to be an engineer. So he was going to make money eventually. <laughs> and and he was like, I saved up to meet you. <laughs> and I was like, you're lying. I don't believe you. He's like, no, really, I've saved up to meet you. I'm, I'm like, and he had his like, Target stuff with him. He came after work. And I was like, oh, you really do work at Target? <laughs> I was like, I can't wait to tell all my friends this. And it was the first guy I took anyone like, I never took a guy's virginity before this. And so it was like a big deal for me. It was like a life moment. (laughs) And uh, I talked to him for like an hour and then uh, we, uh, (laughs) we had sex and it lasted about a minute. And he was like, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) You spent money to spend time with you. And you you felt that you wanted to take his virginity. That's cool.
1: Maybe that's not even a good story. It's just so basic.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not everyone's life experience. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, once you live it a while, yeah, it's a, might be a basic story to you, but uh, someone else that's like, wow, that's something they would never even consider.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I've learned also about escorting. I want to write a memoir eventually and like, just write down my stories and put them out there.
0: Yeah. You should. You should. Thanks. <laughs> I know from other friends who, you know, have done escorting, like, some of the shit gets fucking wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a story. I have
0: crazy stories. I have friends who were like, yeah, I didn't even really have, you know, it never got to that point with that dude. Like, I just went over there and, like, made a couple thousand dollars to sit on the couch, hang out, watch movies while the dude smoked meth. Like, it's just weird shit sometimes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I got paid a thousand dollars one time just to teach a guy how to kiss like for like 30 minutes, you know?
0: Oh man. That that's <laughs> wild because it's like, you know, what you may like, the next person he kiss may not be into that.
1: Yeah. But I didn't tell him that.
0: Well, obviously, obviously <laughs> you're not going to take your, like that Be poor salesmanship oh, totally would be like, Yo, hey! I'm not gonna necessarily give you skills that translate universally. Like, no, you're trying to make this fucking sale, right? No, right. I, I totally get it. It's just pointing to me.
1: It's
0: a hustle. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, it's 100% a hustle, and it's it's a w- interesting fucking hustle. It's because it, it's all sorts of walks of life, and because it's taboo to most mainstream society, where yeah. My theory on it is, correct me if you disagree, is escorting prostitution, whatever you want to call it, is only really taboo for the middle class. Okay, yeah. Where, you know, people that are really working class or poor, you know, often make use of streetwalkers and street-level sex workers. And people with real money make use of higher-end escorts. It's just the middle class would be like, no, I would never do that. Paying for it's wrong.
1: It's always so funny. It's always that conversation and like, yeah, you're in a codependent relationship. <laughs> Very one-sided.
0: Well, and the thing about it is like people have needs and like, you know, the guy who's working at Target who's looking to better himself, there's probably nothing wrong with that dude. He was probably just fucking nervous, awkward, had problems meeting women Mm -hmm. and he gets to tell you know his friends at some point be like especially when you you know your career gets even bigger be like look who i got to fuck
1: yeah (laughs) well said i never thought i would do porn it's so interesting they always told me there's no money in porn why would you do porn just escort there's no money in porn like you get paid a thousand maybe for a scene and you can get that escorting and now, like, OnlyFans has blown up, and wow, <laughs> you can really make some money with your own content and be your own boss.
0: You 100% can. And also, porn is a safer working environment in the grand scheme of things. Totally. Yeah, you know, everyone who's on a set is pretty, known yeah, you, know, you haven't been around a ton of time, but it's a pretty insular community, and it's very high school. Like, people gossip. People gossip. I have
1: learned this i have learned that and everyone knows everyone it's small
0: oh yeah <laughs> and, yeah it, it's tiny it's a tiny industry everyone knows everybody especially if you've been around for any length of time everybody knows everybody and like but it's a safe working environment like you are probably going to work with the ten maybe 10 15 guys maybe you know give or take
2: mm-hmm.
0: and all those guys for the most part it's not they're going to be their first scene. They're going to be a known commodity where no matter how much you vet someone you're escorting with, it may go bad.
1: Yeah, totally. And I've already learned quickly that in this line of work, at least the men know what they're doing, so I'm actually enjoying sex a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because you're you a professional and you are not just there to provide gratification for your client.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only s- thing I'm like getting is like putting on the show. I'm kind of tired of putting on the show. And I want to actually enjoy it. So I was like, is there a way to like merge those two?
0: I couldn't answer that for you. <laughs> I mean, hopefully there, is. <laughs> hopefully there is, but I mean, that's the thing. Like it's work. At the end of the day, no job. You show up to and you're like, I'm excited to be here every fucking day. There's no no job in the world. No matter how much you love your job, there are just some days where you're like, i you're up and like, I just don't feel like fucking working today. Right. But you still have to go. You still have to do your fucking job. Right. So some scenes you have to fucking sell it a little more than you know enjoy it. It happens.
1: It's part of the fun acting. <laughs> exactly. It's,
0: part of the glamour.
1: <laughs> go ahead. No,
0: no, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say, like, because I'm so new, you know, I, I feel like I'm, like, trying to win an Oscars when it comes to the acting. So I'm like, all right, Meryl Streep, here we go. And then they're like, chill out, it's just porn. <laughs> like, calm down.
0: Yeah, the, the bar's a little lower sometimes. But <laughs> the thing about it is, if you keep knocking it out, And people are happy. You'll just get bigger roles. People will want to book you. You'll be in higher demand. Like, I don't think anyone, I mean, I'm sure somebody's into it, but I don't think the majority of the audience wants to watch someone who doesn't look like they're enthusiastic about it.
1: Right. I mean, of course. That's the point. I mean, unless it's part of the scene. (laughs) Right,
0: right. If it's part of the fucking scene, of course, you know, you do what's required for the scene. But your average bread and butter fucking boy-girl scene, or even girl-girl scene, People want to look like, you know, feel like you're fucking thrilled to fucking be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the looking back, the lip bites, the, you know, the, like,
1: <sighs>
0: exactly, exactly. Fucking vampire it up.
1: <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's actually natural for me because I really do want to fuck. <laughs> and I like girls and I am not used to girls who like girls. I am used to girls that like to play like they like girls to make the guy happy. Ah, uh, yeah.
0: No, no dating girls in real life or successfully, at least.
1: I mean, yeah, I've had some good experiences, but in the grand scheme of things, I meet a lot of girls who don't, or maybe they're just like not comfortable yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. hey,
0: for sure. Well, hopefully, one day you will, you know, find a lovely young lady off camera who's willing to rock your world and is totally down.
1: I do have one, one girlfriend. <laughs> she's great. See, see, see. Yeah. yeah, She's fun. But I like all women. Like I would love to be with a woman, which I'm sure I will be that has like a body like mine. I, cause I haven't been with like voluptuous women much. <laughs> you the hands.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, don't worry. They're out there. They'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, come find me. <laughs> right. She, she's down. Just you know, I'm knocking.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But so it's been pretty much a positive experience so far.
1: Yeah, it's been really great. You know, I I definitely see the faults already or some faults already in the industry, which I figured were there. Well um, what faults have you yeah. seen? I see a lot of I am totally for the money hustle. Like I want to make a lot of money. Let's do the money hustle. But when there's this fear and tension around money or like, I got to get control of your content and I'm not calling anyone specific. I've seen this with other people. Like I want to get in on, on this and this, which I get it. It's a business model and do it, but just being in integrity with the person. And I've seen some not so integral people or ways about doing it.
0: On. Um- Unfortunately, that does happen because entertainment in general has some people in it that don't have the best integrity in the world. My first entertainment lawyer once told me, you got to have a little larceny to make it in this business.
1: That uh, makes sense.
0: <laughs> but people have, you know, some bad experiences and it, they just translate over to all their business going, going forward. And unfortunately mm-hmm. that's the nature of the beast. It only takes getting burned once.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, the I good know... thing is. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I was gonna uh, say. I was just
1: gonna. <laughs> <laughs> go just go.
0: I know some performers that like flat out refuse to do content content <laughs> trades at this point because they've been burned on them too many times. Uh,
1: what does that mean exactly by being burned?
0: Um. So, for example, like say you and another performer do a content trade, they're like, "Oh, I'm going to take the." the SD cards and the hard drives back. I'll edit it for you and I will give you your copy of the footage to do with you. And then they release it before they even give you the content. Shit like that.
1: No, but, but everyone knows everyone. So like, why would they do
0: that? Cause they can get away with it. Unfortunately though, everyone knows everyone. oh well, there is still a lot of turnover in this business. True.
1: Yeah. It's a good point.
0: And you know, Bad. the average performer, doesn't even make it a year.
1: No way. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Female, female, like male talent, once you're <laughs> in, tends to stick around. Um, but there's a ton of turnover on, like almost all the performers I worked with when I started getting in have been out for years.
1: Wow. So, um, it will be good if I get over a year, like why do they leave?
0: I mean, it's it's a ton of reasons. One, not everyone's here for the same fucking reason. Some people enter the industry because some boyfriend convinces them that it would be hot, and then they don't really consider the consequences of what working in this industry is. The fact that it is difficult to fucking date as a performer. Yeah, totally. It is carries a lot of stigma in society. You know? Being a sex worker is not a protected class, and if you want to go work in another field down the road, you mm-hmm. very well may be disqualified for it. Oh uh, yeah, they meet some
1: which is blows my mind. Like I keep forgetting about society,
0: <laughs> or they meet some dude who's like not down with it. Like oh uh, yeah, which is the biggest hypocrisy ever. It's like, yo, you were a sex worker when I met you, but oh, I'm gonna Captain Save a Hoot for you. I, I'm going to take you away from this life. And then they up and leave.
1: You know, I have such an interesting like perspective, I think one, because I don't really date, um, ever. And I don't really, it's not like on my mind, like it is for other people. And two, like my life is so involved with plant medicine, which is also way outside of society in many ways So psychedelics, like not so accepted. So, like, I'm already in that field and plus escorting. So, I don't want to live in normal society. Like, I do not care. (laughs) Um, So, I have, like, this, I don't get affected by these things that other women do. Or, you know, not perfect, but. Certainly. Different.
0: But it's all why people entered the industry. It's it's, some people entered the industry because it was a financial business decision. Some people just want to be in front of the fucking camera. Some, you know, some people, this was a destination that they didn't really plan on, but like they came out to Hollywood with another dream and just ended up here. Like there's a hundred different reasons why people got in the business. So it doesn't work out for everybody. Like people have some bad experiences falling with some bad people or can't deal with the internet backlash, like fucking oh, have yeah. backlash from their fucking families. They give a fuck about what their family's opinion is about what they're doing. Like you cannot hide this from your fucking friends and family. They will find out. Right. And, right. If, you're, and if you're not comfortable with that shit, don't do it. Yeah. Some people are just eventually get tired of the hustle because you always do have to like, you know, you're under a microscope 24 seven. Like what you say on any social media may get used against you. may cost you jobs, you know? Yeah. And l- unlike a lot of lines of work, you have no guaranteed salary. Like COVID for performers that were just performing and weren't doing the only fans hustle, didn't have other in- income streams, probably devastated a lot of them. Yeah. So there's a ton of reason why people get out or some people just have no ambition besides being in front of the camera and have no post porn plan. Cause eventually. Yeah.
1: I'm getting that. I'm sorry. Oh, what you said about ambition. I, I feel that a lot. And it kind of, I'm like so philosophical and deep, blah, blah, blah. So like, like sex work means so much to me. And like my understanding of, just basic humanity and also, like, my shamanic work, like, it means so much to me. And I, like, wish I had a good way to explain it to people, like, why it's so important. And then when people do sex work, they understand the meaning and the purpose behind their work. It's not just fucking. It's so, I mean, it's so dramatic, but, like, it's hard for people to conceptualize that.
0: Well, yeah. There's a hundred different, well, not a hundred different reasons, but there's a lot of different reasons why someone would see a sex worker. Like, you know, it's not just cut and dry of like, oh, I just want to get off. Like there are much cheaper ways than I have no clue what your rate was, but I'm sure there are much cheaper ways to get off (laughs) than having to save up your target salary to bust a nut. (laughs)
1: Totally, totally. I mean, like, Okay. So there's this basic, like a little bit of what I'm thinking, like there's the basic thing of like, people are looking for companionship and I was more like a therapist than anything, or like just someone to spend time with outside of their circle. Um, And, and then the other thing is just like, who holds the shame of society, sex workers and prisoners, but like, let's just go back to sex workers. We hold so much shame. And we're not dangerous people. We're not hurting anyone. We're like, you know, we're doing what everyone else is doing. It's just for money. And holding that shame of society and being, like, strong in it and, like, being happy and, like, just not taking it back on from people shifts society, like, naturally. Because, it like, that's their own shame coming onto me. And when I don't let it hit me, they have to you know, it comes back in their face and they have to grow up.
0: (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully they have to grow up. Or they don't. Yeah.
1: Or they don't. But they just like, things are changing really fast. I think.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we will see some decriminalization in sex work happen in the next 10 years. Hopefully. It's not like the olden times. Like, yeah, I understand by back in the day, people were worried about sex work. Like, you know, because there were communicable diseases and people viewed women as property. But it's twenty twenty-one. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. We have you know shots for most of it, and women are their own people. So
2: <laughs>
0: there's there's yeah. no real reason. And hell, we've done laws recently in America that were supposed to protect sex workers from being exploited, but ended up hurting them.
1: Yes. Oh, I love those ones. (laughs) Right. Gosh, that made me so mad.
0: (laughs) It's unfortunately, we as a society are still attempting to control women. Like, oh, hey, you can't have an abortion if you don't want to, or if you want to, or you can't like, I can't pay you a thousand dollars to have sex with you, but I could definitely take you to Red Lobster.
1: Yeah, right, definitely. Rip
0: off. Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't bring you on the show to cock block me here. Cheddar baked biscuits are a way to a woman's hearts or pants, as the case may be.
1: (laughs) I didn't say anything. Never mind.
0: Don't worry. That won't be there in post. Editing that shit right the fuck out. No, but seriously, like, there's no problem with what consensual adults do with each other. Now I have a problem if like a sex worker meets a dude in a bar and like gets all the way back to your, wherever they're going to, what he thinks is close the consensual encounter. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, by the way, like that's not cool. Cause then you're all of a sudden like in a really awkward situation. Cause it's like, well, I thought, you should be managing expectations and be like, yo, from the, people need to be forefrighted about that shit.
1: Totally. Amen.
0: But I also don't <laughs> know how often that actually happens anywhere outside of movies. I've never had, yeah. like, some it girl sure I happened. picked up in the bar and took her home and her be like, yo, by the way.
1: I've heard some stories, especially in Vegas. I hear that a lot.
0: I'm sure. I'm I sure it happens.
1: Room. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it fucking happens. And, like, unfortunately, that's the kind of shit that gives, does give sex workers a bad name
1: yeah yeah totally or, a- you know it, okay. uh, so interesting thing uh, another experience i had is like i lived in this house in san francisco and so the guy that lived upstairs he found out that i was a sex worker somehow which was fine i was like okay but he was a little mentally ill and he got we tried to get him evicted so i would come home every day he would come out the window and he would yell you fucking hooker, you're picking up men and bringing them home. She's a fucking hooker, like yelling at me, yelling at me every day. And I was like horrified of him because he was like massive PTSD, not okay. And, but that experience showed me like this, like I'm in a high end escort. You know, I worked, I worked in high end hotels. I got paid well. I was safe probably because of that. But when you have like a lot of sex workers are not like me and the emotional reaction I had was like, I, it matters to me that things change in the stigma because no woman deserves to deal with that. And I know a lot of them are, Yeah. which, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No woman deserves to be harassed coming home. Cause
1: yeah, literally it's your home.
0: <laughs> right. And for fuck's sake, Would he have harassed you the same way if you brought home a different dude every night and you weren't getting paid for it? Maybe.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what he was doing. He was
0: wild. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's just these fucking stigmas involved and it's still perpetuated until like an event. Hopefully we get to a point where it's eventually like Amsterdam where it's just a fucking novelty. Like, oh, hey.
1: Love Amsterdam. My favorite city in the world. Really? Really? Yes.
0: The oh.
1: bikes. Oh, I love riding the bike around.
0: I, I almost got ran over so many fucking times.
1: Really? Well, yeah, you forget yeah.
0: you forget about the fucking bike lane being right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's like a car, and they're like ding, 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 and they do not slow down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like walking through traffic when you think you're safely on the curb. They're like, oh shit, there's a bike lane.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. For, but yeah,
0: for me, like i I thought Amsterdam was just okay. it's not not my favorite place in the world um really well, partially'cause like I judge fucking almost everywhere I go on food, and like the food in Amsterdam was just not amazing for the most part.
1: okay, fair enough. I mean, the stroke waffles are so good.' Ooh, it's yeah, a french oh, oh,
0: oh. the french fries the stroke <laughs> waffles are amazing. the fucking pancakes the savory pancakes are fucking amazing.
1: Yes, they are so good And they make them fresh, like the stroopwafel is so fresh Right oh,
0: there yeah. The strip waffles, the so pancakes uh, I found a good steakhouse But every other meal was just kind of like, meh
1: Wait, wait! did you try the apple cake there? I don't think I did It's like super famous Okay, forget
0: it <laughs> Well now, now I gotta go back but... yeah, And like, I'm not I live in LA, like, I don't give a fuck about Being able to smoke pot Right yeah, especially now. Right. Uh, well, I was there in 2017, so I was there fairly recently. And on yeah. top of it, it's just like, how are you going to have bars open till 5 a.m. and no place for me to get fucking food when I leave the bar? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, so where do you like? What is your favorite
0: Tokyo. city? Tokyo.
1: <gasps> I have not been. I was going to go this year, but COVID.
0: Oh, uh, I got to go back. It's been a couple of years since I've been. Tokyo is my fucking happy place, like. <laughs> I, I love Tokyo so much like my audience is probably like rolling their eyes and I'm like oh god damn Matt are you going to get into a more Tokyo talk great <laughs> great.
1: <laughs> well talking about Tokyo I really want to go to Kyoto oh, uh, I mean I want to go up to the mountains and everything but I love the whole uh, Buddhist kind of temple thing <laughs> beautiful and hot springs
0: do uh, you have any tattoos no so you're lucky you can actually go into them my ass pants.
1: Oh, no way. Yep.
0: Vis- visible tattoos very much still have criminal connotation in Japan. That is
1: so interesting.
0: Like I, I I've in Japan. Sorry, go ahead. I've been there twice, and like the first trip, I was I didn't cover up. I was there with my tattoo artist, based on neck tattoos. We got kicked out of a handful of places in Tokyo.
1: Really. Yep wow
0: i mean they were super know. polite about it super polite about it but
1: i heard they're really polite
0: i mean audiences definitely heard this one before but like walked into a restaurant in the middle of the day and like we went in there because like they claimed to have english menus on the signage outside and we walk in they're like so sorry we're closed so sorry we're closed so sorry we're closed we're like oh our bad we'll just go somewhere else and then we get out to the street like there were definitely people in there eating we but they were just so polite about it, so convincing. We we're like, "Oh, we fucked up. Oh, we'll just we'll go."
1: <laughs> Aww, you know the Japanese interest me. Like they have really good taste, and I like always say like the French and the Japanese, they have good taste in like food, like art, culture, like all everything in the culture. <laughs> oh. Um, so I'm dying to go, and I'm interested in their sex lives because they're so like don't show affection in public
0: yeah it's it's an it's very like part of what i love about it is just how fucking different it is than american culture like Mm. you one of the major stations you'll see thousands of people crossing the street and like it's all orderly no one's loud no one's yelling people do not jaywalk there like there'll be no traffic no way anywhere and people will wait for the lights
1: wow
0: (laughs) and this is a major city this is a city larger than New York
1: right right I've heard it's the most like people will tell me it's the most unique city they've ever been to
0: it definitely on the planet it definitely ranks up there for me like it's unlike anywhere else I've fucking been and like violent crime is really not much of a thing like I blacked out sorry audience I blacked out a major station like Fell asleep in a planter drunk. Woke up completely fine.
1: What? That's an incredible story. <laughs> like, you have
0: to oh, say more. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, audience, but so uh, I'll tell you the whole story. Oh, they talked, you've talked about it before. Uh, yeah, this happened in 2016. The audience is definitely her, but I'll, I'll happily tell it again. I'll tell it again. You know, we may have some okay. new listeners. You may bring some new audience in. So bear with okay. me if you've heard this story before. But so I was there. Me and my buddies hit the, the Samurai Museum in Shinjuku. We're like, getting a little culture by day, get drunk at night. That, that's really how the trips roll. And we, we bounce out of the Samurai Museum, and right next door is a bar named Science. It's Rock Bar Science. We're like, well, <laughs> let's check out Science. We pay our cover. Like, you know, cool little bar. Some live music happening in the back. Like, this is, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Bartender's wearing a Cannibal corpse shirt. She's real cute. I'm talking to her a bit, talking to her a bit, like just talking with the bullshit with everybody. There's a dude there who teaches English professionally, so he's helping us out. And I think I'm vibing with the bartender. Like, I'm, I hate to admit that because like, yeah, you know, it's kind of scummy to like hit on a bartender, but like I thought there was a real vibe, not like me being. have <laughs> been like,
1: there. So you're good. <laughs> not being a weird
0: dude, like just creeping. I'm also just like hanging out, partying with the locals and all that shit. My buddies are like, "We're gonna go hit another bar." I'm like, I- "I'm having fun here. I'm I'm gonna stay." Like, we're fucking adults. We don't have to stay like fucking glued to each other. Right. They're like, "Dude, she's not getting off for hours." I'm like, "Oh, I- I'm I'm gonna try to stick it out and see what's happening." I drank a lot. I I drank them out of whiskey.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Things get a little hazy. Really
1: liked her.
0: <laughs> I was having a good time. I was having a good time, like, because this was the second trip, so I knew to stay covered. Like, I took my fucking hoodie off at one point, and like the tattoos came out, and like it was like a fucking someone stopped the record in the middle of the fucking bar, and then like the guy who you know teaches English he was like, no, it's cool, it's cool, like, and then it just you know kept going. It was a it was a giant party, like. I watch some bands, and then I kind of don't remember what happened. I wake up in a cab and puke out a window.
1: Oh,
0: my God. Uh, I can only communicate to him to get me to Shibuya Station, which is near our Airbnb. I pay the cabbie. I apologize profusely for puking out his window. Um, I then am in and out of consciousness, like, at Shibuya Station for a couple hours. What? Oh. And most of this was pieced together between the fitness app on my phone and text messages. Like, we did detective work the next day to figure out where I was.
1: Okay. Oh, this is ha- the hangover all over again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I didn't wake up with a facial tattoo or married. So, <laughs> not this time, at least.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, eventually, I come to and I'm like, okay. I'm going to get another cab. I know the Airbnb is like a mile and a half this way, but I'm drunk. I don't want to walk it. I get in another cab. And then I realize, like when we're almost at the Airbnb that like, I don't have any more cash on me. And like Japan is super cash heavy. Like a lot of places do not take cards.
2: Oh.
0: And I'm telling my friends, I'm like, uh, I'm texting. i like, I may have to run on this cab. I don't think I got enough money to pay him. Like, I may have to run on this fucking cab. Holy fuck uh 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 shit I I get to the Airbnb and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I have enough money to pay you. Like uh let me let me fucking figure out and I've been thankfully I had like exactly enough in coins to pay him because like they have up to the equivalent of five dollar coins in Japan. Okay,
1: so yeah. like
0: you have a pocket full of change you're like oh I have a pocket full of change you're like oh I have like thirty bucks in change in my fucking pocket.
1: That's like Europe,
0: kind of too. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's even worse than euros because it's like there's a 500 yen coin that's the size of a quarter.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I pay the dude. I I spend literally 25 minutes trying to figure out how to get into the Airbnb because we have a combination lock to get the key, and I'm I know the combination. I'm just so drunk I can't get it fucking open. I eventually, make it into the Airbnb. Go secure the key back downstairs. Like shower up, pass out. Next morning. I'm checking my bank account because though violent crime is not really a thing in Japan, I did get warned on the first trip that, like, if you end up in the wrong club, they'll drug you and max your credit cards.
2: Oh, my God.
0: And I look at my bank account, I'm down 300 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Like, trying to figure out... And then I look at my wallet, I got, you know, 30,000 fucking yen in my fucking wallet. I think I stopped with the second cab to get cash. And that's why he was like me. Like I was a fucking idiot when I'm like, I don't have enough money to pay you. <laughs> but that is like one of the few places in the world that were like, I feel comfortable getting that ignorantly drunk. Especially oh, yeah, that's a l- really
1: good point. <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, oh. I went to Colombia in 2018 and like, woo, not getting super drunk in Colombia.
1: Oh, my gosh. I was just in Peru for most of the year, this past year, during the virus.
0: Really? What were you doing in Peru? Yeah.
1: So, I was in. I got there in March. I was like, yeah, this virus, everyone's being a little dramatic, like, whatever. Like, I was not taking it seriously. It was the beginning. And I'm like, I'm, I can't cancel my trip to Peru. I want to go. So, I go. I get a message, like, once I get there. Two days later, they shut down the whole country of Peru. And, like, you can't leave. And... I'm so happy. Like it happened. I I got stuck there. It was great. However, um, I was in the sacred Valley. So I was in the mountains and I ended up in this hostel on the mountainside with like 15 other people, mostly Europeans and had the time of my life. It was great. Um, but Peru was crazy. Like there was like a 6 PM curfew. You couldn't leave or they would put you in jail. It was insane. You had to wear a mask, put you in jail.
0: Well, like, oh, like, the rest of the fucking world actually handling this virus fucking responsibly? Like, if we had done half that shit, we'd be back to, like, normal fucking life by now. But no, we gotta have our freedoms.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Hell, I was so irresponsible at the beginning of this shit that, like, I was hashtagging things no masks, no condoms 2020. (laughs) Obviously, that shit went right out, well, the masks went right out the window, like, still no condoms. But,
1: yeah <laughs> i was totally thinking this and then i was like oh i started i didn't know anyone personally who who died from the virus but i knew like a friend of a friend and i was like oh shit okay get to get it together nolina
0: <laughs> yeah it sucks how i don't want to really dwell on this because it's such a fucking bummer at this point but like it sucks how like our government handled this shit last year like oh, hey, if you're young and healthy, you'll probably survive. And people were like, I'm not going to take this seriously. If this shit had the mortality rates of fucking, like, Ebola, everyone would have been, like, mask, staying the fucking inside.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting also for me because I was not in this country during this time and when the riots happened. So, like, I was just in this small little mountain town in Peru, and nobody – was getting sick there. So we weren't worried at all, like personally, and we were sticking to ourselves. So like the outside world was cut off to me, except for the internet. And even then the internet wasn't that good there. So I don't have like the same understanding that everyone else does here or that was here in the
0: States. Yeah. So how'd you spend your time in Peru? How long were you there? Uh, When were you allowed back? I (laughs) uh,
1: I had to take a repatriation flight back. And at the end of June, June 20th, And I had to take a 17-hour bus ride from the mountains because the airports domestically were closed. So I had to take a 17-hour bus ride to Lima from the mountains. And then I had to take a repatriation flight, so out of the military base back to Miami. And, you know, like, my flight there was, like, 700 bucks. My flight back, I had to pay, like, I ended up paying, like, 3,500 just to get out of the country which was like, oh, uh, no. Hell,
0: it might have been cheaper to just stay there for another fucking year.
1: <laughs> it literally, because it's so cheap there. So, well, interesting thing. So, I was, like I told you, I'm into plant medicine. So, I was down there working with ayahuasca. So, I spent the whole time just, like, in other universes, like, just doing deep work. And I was like, oh, I understand exactly why this pandemic is going on. Like, it just all made sense to me.
0: <laughs> there, there's some things I got to ask you about offline. Because, like... I have not had a chance to experience DMT and I really would like to, and probably uh, not appropriate to record on the internet.
1: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like uh, I'm really open personally. Well, no,
0: I, I want to know all about the ayahuasca trips and all that shit. Like just for you know, helping Matt out, I probably shouldn't admit to crimes on the internet. Fair
1: enough. <laughs>
0: but tell me about it. like tell me more about well, the it's
1: like, legal in Peru, so
0: <laughs> Well, for sure. Like people fucking it's tourism down there to fucking go for ayahuasca trips at this point.
1: Yeah, which is in some ways disgusting, but it's better than anything. I'm glad people are doing something and having a good experience.
0: Well, unfortunately, like I hear stories of fucking There's scam shamans happening down there too.
1: Totally. There's scam shamans though around the world. For sure. And it's also, I think it's part of the lesson every time. It's like, no, put it back on you. It's your life. Don't give your power to another person, you know? But of course, it's great to drink with a good shaman. (laughs) Sure.
0: I, I'm sure. Well, and the thing about it is like people just hear like, Oh, I'm gonna do ayahuasca. It's like, that's like just saying like, I'm going to go buy a car. Like you should do some research and like figure out, you know, what brand, what model, who, who, what dealership you're going to deal with. Not just like I'm buying a car. Totally. Oh, totally. it's more important. Cause it's something you're fucking ingesting.
1: Totally. The, this is my okay, I could talk about ayahuasca forever. I have drank over 150 times and I've been studying it for the past three years, all over the Europe, Mexico, Peru, U.S., U.S. (laughs) Um, and, And like, so this is what I've devoted my, my time to mostly. And I've learned a lot. And, you know, a lot of things are like not explainable because it's beyond words, but um there's a lot of bullshit, but there's a lot of bullshit in everything.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the human existence. Unfortunately, some people are going to take advantage of other people because they feel it's an easy way for success. It's just how it is.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, and it's always part of the lesson. Like I always, especially with ayahuasca, because you're in the divinity realm, everything makes sense. Like, it's fucked up, and I and I will never agree with like the sexual abuse that happens or all of these things. Like I stand against that completely, but there's always a lesson behind everything that happens in life, but also especially in those spaces. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Enlighten me. What have you learned? Like, tell me more. Like, I, I want to know more. Me
1: tell you the secrets to life.
0: <laughs> Obviously, I mean that's why I brought you on the show. Come on.
1: <laughs> thank you I just want so, answers um, I
0: fuck the rest of it
1: so my first three months I was there and I drank um, you know I was they're so funny the guy that owns the hostel might see this he didn't know we were drinking there but we were drinking there <laughs> which is fun um, and I had incredible experience with the people I was with but then my um, the last six weeks I was there I went into my own house and I just drank alone and I drank like every day And I just got it out, like, everything through my whole life. And it was an interesting thing about me also with ayahuasca. I don't like to go through this healing route because I know people definitely need to do their healing and, like, go through their trauma and everything. But, like, I'm more interested in working with people who are ready to, like, step into what they want to create in the world, who they want to be. And ayahuasca is an infinite source of, like, teaching. In a way, or becoming, and you know the humanity has to get past its survival mode and its stories to get to that point. And so it's like, there I was like, <sighs> <sighs> past my daddy issues, and I was like, I have divinity, like divine purpose, and I'm not scared of anything. And it's probably why I'm doing porn right now.
0: Nice. Like, so-
1: I'm just not scared. Just
0: yep. telling people you got past your daddy issues just pro- probably broke a bunch of hearts, by the way, just.
1: She's <laughs> daddy issues. No! Oh, I can play with daddy. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. Sorry. <laughs> couldn't help myself you there. Tell
1: me, daddy. <laughs> so funny. But. Um, but, you know, they're still there, but it's not really my life anymore.
0: Good, good. No, getting past like on a real note, like getting past that shit, fucking important. I just, I couldn't help myself to make, not make that joke. I just couldn't help myself
1: (laughs) i mean i always say like the world has daddy issues we live in like a very patriarchal ruled society it is daddy issue culture so fuck off (laughs) so
0: So what what brought you to plant medicine like what brought you to like seek this shit out like because it's not like you Mm -hmm. know you fucking the guidance counselor at school is like you know what you should get into fucking psychedelics and plant medicine it's not like many th- other things in your life, it's not like the normal course. How would you end up there?
1: It's okay. So, um, I did mushrooms before, obviously, and I I remember watching this documentary when I was like seven, and then I watched it one when I was in I was twelve, like seventh grade, and it was about ayahuasca, right? So I knew what ayahuasca was from a very young age, which is very rare. And of course now it's well known, but like you didn't, I'm from the South, like I'm from the middle of nowhere South. I don't know why I knew about it. And I was like, I will never do that. That is insane. Um, another interesting thing about me is I've seen like ghosts and spirits my whole life, which is a crazy thing to say online, but like I did. And like, I used to not be able to sleep at night until I was like, you know, 15, I would like keep my parents up, you know, for, I was young cause I was so like, I didn't understand. That's a whole another route. We'll talk about that later. But um,
0: oh yeah, we're definitely not like <laughs> dropping that one and walking away from it. I, there, there's more to explore here.
1: <laughs> it's so interesting. So um, uh, I did mushrooms. Best experience of my life when I was with my ex-husband. I got married at 19, and he as you do in the south, mushrooms. as you do. Yeah, yeah except for I ran away to California.
0: <laughs> You're not legally still married, um, are you?
1: No, I left. No, we're broken up. <laughs> but my name my name still has to change. Anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's wait, so wait, wait I, one You can legally change your name to whatever the fuck you want. Do it.
1: Oh, yes, amen. Uh so uh I started escorting. I went this is a whole nother story we could talk about. Like I had a human trafficking experience when I started. This guy went to prison and it was really bad. My ex was super abusive.
0: I'm sorry about all that. Yeah, thank
1: you. But it was like I'm okay now. You know, I think it makes sense to me why it it happened now.
0: Yeah, I like I'm I'm obviously (laughs) not here to like bring up past traumas. If you want to tell the story, I'm more than interested. (laughs) Interested here. (laughs) Well, then, so you got to be aware of that shit. Like, you can't be like, so tell me how you were sex trafficked. Like, if you're not comfortable (laughs) about talking about it, like we're not going to fucking talk about it. But if you are want to share a story. I'm definitely interested in because it, it's once again, another life experience that most people don't fucking have.
1: Right. And I, I think I want to talk about it. I just worry about the, that, like the stories people come up with in their minds about me and why I do what I do. And I'm like, you know, I just need to be clear about sex work and that it's fucking important to me. And I'm not doing it from a sick place. Anyway, for sure. <laughs> for, <the> sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Like, when- no one thinks that you are like, and like it sucks that like that shit happened in the past, but obviously if it was a problem at this point, you wouldn't still be doing it. You're still.
1: Right. Totally. Of course though, that I meet people. That's another story. I worked at another place at the Esalen Institute in Big Sur. And they're like very therapy, therapy minded there anyway. (laughs) So, (laughs) The story of I Iowa
0: Oh my God. So many tangents that we're going to have on this.
1: (laughs) It's so fun. Um, I was really depressed. I got out of this really bad marriage relationship that was really abusive. And I was young and I was like this small town girl trying to figure out the world. And I spent an insane amount of money that I made as an escort. And my ex took a lot of that money. And I was just depressed and I was at the state where I was looking to do ayahuasca within the year, like I was gonna go down to Peru and do it the right way. <laughs> it was so funny how that was slapped in my face. Um and I was like on Tinder because I was like, I want to date. I want to know what it's like to actually date someone. Cause like growing up as a teenager, I wasn't allowed to date. Like my parents were not into that. And uh, so I was like, okay, I got to give myself this experience. I meet this guy online on, on Tinder and he was like, hey, there's an ayahuasca ceremony next week. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, I'm so crazy. I was like, yes. And where we went, we had to fly there. And so I never met him. I just got on a plane, but I was like, I'm an escort. I do this all the time. Um, I flew and he was he's a great human being. So it was amazing. Um, we flew up to where we did the ceremony in the U.S. and it I before I went I was like if this doesn't change anything like I'm going to kill myself like I quit life and I I was back in college for the second time the day before I first drank ayahuasca I quit college like for the second time and I was a great student I was like the academic type um but um it just wasn't working out I was not okay and I did ayahuasca that night and I actually the shaman like handed me the cup and I like took it and then I gave it back to him and I was like I'm so scared I'm like I am so scared to see about like everything wrong I've done in my life it makes me want to tear up because I had this I did drink it and it showed me like I haven't done anything wrong and like that was a huge breakthrough for me I was like you mean I'm actually a good person? And I went through like everything that was supposed to be wrong with me. Like I'm a sex worker. Like I got married to this older man. Like I'm greedy. I just like want to get what I want. I'm spoiled, like all of these stories. And, and then I just realized like, no, like I'm actually a good person. All of that just like took off me. It was amazing. Nice. And then after that like came off me, the shaman comes over who is also my dear friend now. And my teacher, and my biggest pain in my ass, <laughs> he he was, like, it, it turned into, like, I was the shaman, and, like, I was meant to do this work, and I knew it from the very first ceremony. And I was, like, I was literally born to work with this medicine, which is why I knew about it when I was a kid, which is why it's, like, always been there. And everything from that ceremony on has confirmed that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you getting into activism to like help decriminalize it, get a fucking end the prohibition, become make it full on legal?
1: Yeah. I, I have a lot of friends that, you know, work for MAPS and uh, I think it's called like LAMPS here in LA. I don't know LA that well, but uh, I'm definitely for it. I'm definitely excited for it, but I see. I just see how the plants themselves, and this can be very esoteric for some people, are much more intelligent than humanity. And so they're kinda they're just legalizing it themselves. So I don't really I think it's naturally just happening. And thank you for the people who are fighting for it too, you know. But
0: I I believe we have something on the ballot to decriminalize any fungus based hallucinogens in the near future.
1: Yeah, and, well, like, Oakland and Santa Cruz and other places in the country, Washington, D.C., decriminalize all entheogens. So that includes ayahuasca. And that includes uh, San Pedro, which I also take a lot, and peyote and mushrooms.
0: So, yeah, I, I've never taken peyote, and I've never taken ayahuasca. I'm I'm behind the fucking curve here.
1: <laughs> well, this is a sign.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's brought into my life to just fucking... Show me other dimensions. All right.
1: (laughs) I always... Not how I thought this
0: was going to go, but I'm not here to say no.
1: I always, like, I have this understanding that, like, maybe not everyone is supposed to take it. Like, it's definitely a personal choice. And so I'm never pushy about it to people, but I'm like, it's the best thing I've ever done.
0: (laughs) Well, at this point, I do shrooms fairly regularly. Oh, it seems. Like... Yeah, (laughs) I have done more (laughs) shrooms in like 2020, 2021 than I had in like the 10 years previous.
1: Really? Yeah. It's a good time to do them. (laughs) Oh,
0: It it definitely is. It it definitely is. And it's just one of those things where like, I got, you know, I had done them back in the day and like, I would do them occasionally if they pop up, but I was never really like searching them out. Like you'd be at a party. You're like, Hey Matt, you want to do some shrooms? Like, yeah, I want to do some shrooms. And then it's just like, 2020 was a motherfucker for everybody and 2020 like pre-pandemic sucked for me a bit and I'm just like oh I I need to hit a reset switch here and like more and more psilocybin research is showing that like it helps with a lot of that shit so I'm just like yeah I gotta do some mushrooms and then it's just like oh no no I'm yeah just doing them (laughs) just a thing
1: good for you thank you for doing them
0: um, I think everyone else around me should, you know, is more thankful about it than I am because I'm probably a better person for it.
1: <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm with you on that.
0: <laughs> but it's just one of those things where like, yeah, I understand it's not for everybody, but like, I'm curious, like even in bad headspace, it's like, oh, no, no. I generally don't have bad trips because it's just like, if shit starts going sideways a little bit, I can just be like, I can ride this out. This is fine.
1: Yeah it's interesting to me cause I've never really had a bad trip. Like I've had hard parts, but I haven't had a bad trip, but I feel like I'm, you know, I have to be careful about saying this, but I'm going to say it. Like, sorry if this offends someone, but I have like that type of personality that could be like borderline mental illness of some sort, which kind of puts me in a place of like altered states all the time. And so ayahuasca and mushrooms are so grounding to me like it saved my ass because i I can understand why i see dead people (laughs) i get it but um coming back to the u.s after being in peru because i actually went back in november and came back in january really went back down there yeah and and then coming back this time and like kind of being overwhelmed with humanity and like their conditioning and like kind of also being outside of it which i've always been but like this is bigger than ever especially during the pandemic um because of people's fears are so high i i just i'm just having a hard time with that like associating with people but i'm also having a great time with that porn has been really helpful <laughs> because people are weird anyway
0: in porn oh yeah porn <laughs> is like the home of Mr. <laughs> Toys I, I i like to say this to almost anybody who will listen, is like the majority of people in porn were the fucking outcasts and weirdos in fucking high school. It's generally not the fucking popular kids who decided they wanted to get into fucking porn. Is right. generally like, the nerdy girl you would have never thought of discovered her sexuality and went, "Oh, I want to do this." Like, I played D anD D with like some fairly big performers. D&D. This is the land of misfit toys. There's like, this is an outlaw industry. It's only, I mean, it's legal, but it's only quasi legal. Like for fuck's sake, you can only legally make pornography in California and New Hampshire. The major productions in Nevada and Florida are operating illegally.
1: Wow. I didn't
0: know that. Uh, California is by a state Supreme Court ruling because it was previously illegal here. And New Hampshire is the only state in the country who's just like, "Yep, we're going to vote that on the book. No one shoots porn in New Hampshire. Mm. It's just no one bothers to enforce what's happening with consensual adults in Nevada or fucking Southern Florida. Wow. But on on the books, it's definitely illegal.
1: (laughs) Wow. so interesting. It's so weird to me that like sex on camera is like it's 2021 and I'm like Everyone has sex. Hopefully. It's just on camera. Hopefully. Um, oh, wait. Not everyone has sex. Sorry. That's the, probably the problem.
0: <laughs> but also, we probably don't want everyone to have sex because, you know, sales may go down.
1: <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs>
0: right, right. Spend that hard-earned money on that OnlyFans on Nolina and not, not that girl you met at the bar. Well, you can't meet anyone at a bar these days anyways, but...
1: Or just have sex with her while you're watching Nolina. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's hot too. That's hot too. Shit. But yeah, it's still wild that in 2021, like 48 fucking states, you can't legally make pornography. Hell, you legally can't make pornography in the privacy of your own fucking home.
1: Why? People like grow up in (laughs) government. It's sex. We all have sex. That's how we came here. Right.
0: Everyone came here from raw dogging. Every last one of us. Every yeah. last fucking one of us. That's right. Your parents had unprotected sex. That's how you got here.
1: How repulsive.
0: Right. Grossest how thing sinful. ever. Made. Oh, it's no, so no. Funny that... <laughs> what? It's perfectly not sinful if it's for the purpose of making children. And it's one of the it's... wildest things. Like, when people are in long term relationships, like, that family members are like, so when are you two having kids? It's like, you're basically asking us, when are we going to have more unprotected sex? Right. <laughs> is, is this appropriate so... for the family party? Is this appropriate for Thanksgiving dinner? Like, you're asking me when I'm going to raw dog her? Like, is that cool? Like, it... Ask me what you're really asking me here.
2: That's so funny,
0: <laughs> but that's oh the truth God. of it. So fuck yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah, I was just thinking, like, it's. I mean, not to go in the whole religion thing, but like to sin, like, because I always heard that, like, you're sin- you're a sinner. People just send me hate mail all the time, and I'm like, do you know that to sin literally means like missing the mark? To miss the mark.
0: I did not. And i like.
1: Yeah, that's what it actually translates to. And like virgin actually translates to like uh, one onto herself or one in herself.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, Google it.
0: <laughs> well, that's amazing. They'll be like, sorry, I sinned in your eye. <laughs> My bad. I think I just <laughs> broke Melina, Like her audio just cut out. Like, Did it really? for For a second there.
1: Oh
0: no! <laughs> I broke her. I, I absolutely broke her. My bad. I'm not what I'm trying to do here.
1: Uh, keep the comedy going. I love it.
0: There's no comedy on this show. This is a very, very I'm serious s- show. What are you talking I'm about? <laughs> this is all very, very serious business on this show.
1: Okay, yes, sir. My bad. <laughs>
0: Well, that was easier than I thought to convince her. Wow.
1: Oh, I didn't tell you guys. I'm, I'm a submissive, but I don't like promote that. I don't put that out there.
0: I hate to break it. You. you just did. This is on the internet.
1: <laughs> no, they all know shit. Kink.com, call me.
0: Hey, hopefully they'll knock on your door. I mean, you are signed with a very reputable agency, so.
1: Cool. I'm. Oh, like speaking of that, I had no idea that like it was going to happen so quickly. I was like, oh, yeah, let me just send my pictures in. And then I was like, a oh, phone call. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Uh, oh, I'm in porn now. And then I didn't realize, like, actually, people book you.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a real production. People book you. like They don't just, like, they're you to, like, shoot porn. They're like, it's not just like, hey, we're all here. Let's shoot some porn. They're like, they rent houses and sets and book people.
1: I was like, yeah, okay, so I'll start in March. Oh yeah, can you do a scene like in 2 days? What?
0: <laughs> and you can't say no. You can't say no at this point.
1: <gasps> I know. I love it. <laughs> so,
0: I am curious, like as a newbie to the industry, has your agent like coached you on like the you know, shouldn't do this scene yet until you build your brand and all that shit yet?
1: It's so funny. <laughs> I just want you to say my agent, I love you. You are perfect and amazing. <laughs> Um, I had to learn a lot by myself, <laughs> but she did tell me uh, uh, to. Which, by the way, I love that my agent is a woman. <laughs> that was meant to be for me. Um, she did tell me that, uh, like, save anal, which is good because I'm like I'm not ready to open that up yet.
0: <laughs> is it something you do in real life, or?
1: You know, I used to do it all the time, and the best orgasms ever have to like come from anal, but. It's been a minute. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that is the traditional wisdom of like, you know, save the anal scene because you can get more money for it down the road. Thankfully, the industry is getting away from like having the same wisdom with the IR scenes.
1: Oh, yeah. Can we talk about this? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I want to have this conversation because I'm pretty open and I'm like not afraid of like not getting the job. like, I do worry about certain companies that maybe are high end and great, but, like, I don't like the fetishizing of the black, like, black cock. Like, I hate that. Like, it's just a man. He's a hot man. I want to fuck him.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, like, that has been a staple in the industry for so long, and it's only in fairly recent memory, like, shit is starting to change, but it's still not fully fucking changed. And, like, I will freely admit, like, that I didn't look at it from the right angle. Back in the day, I even said, like, my former co-hosts are performers, and they've been like, you know, I turned down my IR rate. And at the time, I'm like, if they're offering you to pay you more money, take the money. And I didn't really think about it in the grander scheme of things.
1: Right, of course.
0: I just looked at it from a purely capitalistic, like, there's nothing wrong with doing the scene. And if they want to pay you more, take more money, but it sets a fucking bad precedent to be like, Oh, cause that person has more melanin in their fucking skin that yeah. you should be paid more. Like, fuck that.
1: I didn't understand that. Like if a black girl has sex with a white guy, she doesn't get paid more. Correct. I didn't realize that. And then I, Once I realized that, I was like, oh, so it's interracial is not interracial.
0: Well, and the thing about it is like, if you had sex with an Asian performer or a Hispanic performer, you're probably not getting an IR rate. Right. Like, it's not really interracial.
1: I thought interracial meant interracial and uh, it doesn't. It's a very specific, poignant term. (laughs) That's not what it means. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It, and
1: honestly, fuck that.
0: <laughs> but it's it's a long time coming. It, it was, the industry is thankfully getting to a point where like things are becoming more open. Where like no, you shouldn't be paying more for doing an IR scene. It's finally becoming more socially acceptable to perform with trans performers. Cause heaven forbid, yeah, like Back in the day when I started, I mean, this is only fucking 10 years ago. If you performed with a trans performer or did a scene on the gay side of things, a lot of performers would put you on their no list.
1: Wow. That's interesting.
0: Well, and part of that is because back in those days, the gay side of the house didn't have the same testing standards that like mainstream did. Is the justification behind it.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I get that. But I mean, that's the
0: claim. I don't know if it's truly more rooted in homophobia than it was safety measures, but that was the claim.
1: Definitely homoph- I mean, I think- It's so hard because I'm not like- I wasn't here during that time, and I definitely wasn't in porn. Like, you know, and I mean by like when like the AIDS crisis was like, Really big, so I don't really understand it, but I do see how like that is carried into a lot of the homophobia, and it's just like the the veil,
0: yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, and like there, it's been a long time since there's been an onset transmission, but there there were onset transmissions back in the day.
1: Okay, yeah, it's interesting because I'm planning to make bi content in the next few weeks. Nice. And, and they're like, don't do that. Like, you know, that's something they will say to save. Um, but I'm like, no, like this is actually naturally who I am. Like, I would love to be with two bad guys and I'm going to, and I'm like, fantasy came true. Thank you, porn. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like we are on the precipice of like the industry wildly changing where more and more performers are going to take control of their careers as they produce stuff for their own content for OnlyFans and push stuff out themselves. 2020 is kind of like, fuck the porn studio system.
1: Yeah, I'm getting that. They're like freaking out.
0: And rightfully so. And rightfully fucking so. Because Mm -hmm. when you have performers who are making deep five figures a month from their OnlyFans, why the fuck would they ever show up on a set again?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, this this is where the integrity that I was talking about earlier I have caught the most. It's come from the production companies.
0: Yeah. Production companies are I fucking scared. They're they're fucking scared because, you know, within the last ten years, you've watched the model being like, "Oh, you got to show up on set," and we're selling DVDs. Like having a box cover was a big like point of pride for people.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now there's no box covers. When's the last time you saw physical media? Right. People, people buy physical media at conventions. So say they have women have something to sign. Like performers have something to fucking sign. That is about fucking it. People aren't going to truck stops and spending $60 on a DVD anymore.
1: Yeah. It's, I fucking love it for the main point of like, it's my body I'm my own boss and I don't have to like please you to make my money. I love that.
0: Right. But that's unfortunately not everybody. But I mean, that's on them when it's not everybody because not everyone has the skill set or the desire to actually run their own production house. And that's what you've got to do if you're being successful in OnlyFans is essentially run totally. your own production.
1: Totally. And I, I, cause I'm just loving the experience truly. Like I definitely would like to make money, but I, I'm like, learning so much and it's it's so different than a lot of what people would ever experience and so like going to these these shoots it's like the most fun in the world and i feel like a supermodel when they like do my hair and makeup and then i get fucked on camera it's so fun i will do all of them forever
0: (laughs) hell yeah and that's the right mentality like i hope that stays with you like i hope that fucking five years from now you're career is still flourishing and you're not fucking sick of this bullshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. Cause I've been an escort for so long. I think I have like a decent taste of it. Just now a little, a different spin.
0: Uh, I am. Unfortunately, like hell you've already experienced it. Like you don't have quite the anonymity that you had as an escort.
1: Right. True. The, the, another thing about like, Me as an escort, I started coming out about being a sex worker publicly and like to my family and to like my online platforms, personal platforms, um, years ago. So, like, I because I just needed to speak about it, and it turns out people have given me a lot of like great feedback. They're like, Wow, you're so inspirational, thank you so much. Definitely, there's been hate, but much more love than hate.
0: Well, yeah, it's for the most part, it's hard for people to hate on someone, they're like that isn't just an abstract concept. You're a fucking person to them.
1: Right. True. Like true. Yeah.
0: You know, it, it, it's like fucking racist that, you know, Oh, you're one of the good ones. Like, Oh no. Cause that's actually a person. It's when you dehumanize people that you fucking hate flourishes.
1: Well said. I totally agree. I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah look at me getting philosophical only three whiskeys deep I love it come for the dick jokes stay for Matt actually saying something poignant every once in a while
1: someone write that down
0: thankfully we recorded it oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, it'll be interesting to see where The industry continues to go in 2021, 2022, because in previous years, camming has started to take much more of a, a hold in the industry as mainstream members of the industry. Like when I started MFC, you know, Chatterbait, all the, the cam sites didn't have quite the presence that they do now. The fact that like Mm -hmm. the hub you can filter by fucking cam models or the fact that there are awards for camming now already showed a change in the industry.
1: Right, okay. I did see that. Um, I'm learning this.
0: And then, you know, OnlyFans and whatever eventually replaces it. Because I don't know if OnlyFans is going to stay forever. I have my own thoughts on the platforms and stuff like that. The fact that, like, Performers are essentially putting their, their careers in the hands. They're putting all their eggs in one basket. Yes. It's great that everyone can make fucking a ton of money from OnlyFans, fans, but if like, that's your only revenue source, it's a risky proposition. Cause you never know. Totally. Legislatively. Like if something's going to fucking change or the platform's going to change the fact that you're signing a contract that you could not negotiate. That they could just change their TOS hey, everybody, we're now taking a 75% cut. Right. Enjoy it or starve.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you never know what's going to happen, of course. I I mean, in in general, in life, it's good to have several revenue um,
0: outlets. 100%,
1: 100%.
0: And the thing about it is, like, that is one of the biggest drawbacks of the online entertainment industry is, a lot of performers aren't given any real guidance when they get in. You're lucky that you're assigned with a reputable agency who is giving you guidance. But there are many new performers mm-hmm. that just get in or the waitress at your local Hooters is like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans because I can't fucking work right now is given. Okay, no...
1: this is a really good point. My agency has helped me a lot. They're, and the, I, I can't believe how much they work. Talk about agencies. <laughs> you guys are on the phone around the clock.
0: <laughs> yeah. agency And the agencies aren't created equal. Like, your agent is, is a good fucking agency. But not all agencies are created equal.
1: Yeah. And I'm learning this. I didn't know this when I applied. I just Googled. I, I
0: applied to a few agencies, though. Who else did you? Well, let's not call them out. Never mind. Let's we'll just t- 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 walk away from that. Not one. a good idea. In a story. <laughs> but not all agencies are fucking great equal. Uh, and it's amazing. Like, though, a lot of agencies do give a lot of guidance. There's a lot of things that, like, even veteran performers don't understand about California agency law, which is fucking wild. Things like, if you end up on a set that is underinsured your agent has to provide you with workers' comp insurance if you're injured on set.
1: Oh, I didn't know
0: that. You'd be amazed how many fucking veterans of this industry don't fucking know that, and how many many agents don't want to actually fucking admit that, and why it's super important to make sure that your licensed agent, is the license is current. Because they have to maintain Mm. workers' comp insurance to maintain an active license.
1: Oh, wow, that's interesting. Thank you for telling me that.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. But this is one of those things where, like, there is no porn one-on-one people fucking learn on the job here. Mm-hmm.
1: This is what I'm learning. Like, and I got this from my, my agent, like they are working so hard, that agency and I get it. And so like, but they couldn't tell me the things that I needed to learn. It's like, it had to come from experience and it had to come from me to talk, talk to other talent and not them because it's, it's a different
0: Think Well, and you also have the advantage of, like, that you're for porn age a little older. Totally. <laughs> like, she is not old by any stretch of the imagination, folks. But for <laughs> porn age, she's a little older. Yeah. So, like, you've had some life experience. Unfortunately, like, some performers get in at fucking 18 and don't know shit about the real world.
1: No idea. I couldn't imagine. I, I totally, like, Yes, but I would not be able to do it at eighteen. Huh. I had no idea about the
0: world. Well, and most eighteen-year-olds don't, and most eighteen-year-olds think they do. Like I thought I had the world by the balls at eighteen. I was fucking <laughs> wrong.
1: Yeah, I know it's so funny. I'm so glad I I'm starting at 25. It feels really good, and I feel like it's it's a really to people I work with
0: in some ways. Well, and it's a good place to start. Like, you have some life experience. You you know, like, what you're willing to put up with, what you're not going to fucking put up with. Mm -hmm. It's not just, like... And you know that, like, there are other opportunities out there of, like, this shit is bullshit. I don't have to be bullied into fucking doing it.
1: Yeah, totally. And I would not have known that at 18. And I also, uh, like like a big thing for me is like, this is going to give me a platform to kind of go off and do basically whatever I want. And that is really important to me. But I understand that at 25, I would not have understood it at 18. I would have just been like money, yeah. <laughs> which I kind of did do. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. And to pull back the curtain a little bit, like uh, Nolena and I were first introduced to each other. Cause like she's starting a podcast. Yes. <laughs> and I was super impressed. Like from the jump when you're like, oh, I'm doing this to you know, build my brand and help expand who I am as a performer, not like I'm going to be fucking rich from doing this overnight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that in <laughs> a podcast.
0: I can tell you that. I tell a lot of people that. A lot of people are <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to be Joe fucking Rogan. I'm going to be... Like, no, you're, you're not going to be fucking Joe Rogan. For fuck's sake, Joe Rogan was on news radio, the voice of the UFC, the host of Fear Factor, and a touring comedian, and Joe Rogan wasn't Joe Rogan for eight years of him doing his podcast.
1: Right, and podcasts were like building when he started podcasting. Right.
0: The Joe Rogan experience is like 11 years deep at this point. (laughs) And the Joe Rogan experience was not the Joe Rogan experience for like eight years of him doing it with all his other fucking fame. Do you think anonymous motherfucker... You think you're gonna be fucking Joe Rogan? Like, even if you had the exact same skill sets as Joe, do you think you're gonna be Joe Rogan in 90 days? No.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> and I'm gonna be the next Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> well, you better learn some jujitsu. At least you're all on the same page on DMT.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I can totally... He should put me on a show.
0: (laughs) I'll talk to you offline about that.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... Podcast.
0: But... No, I mean, just back to the initial point of the fact that, like, at 25, you have the right mindset on, like, the business end of this shit. Where you're like, I want to start a podcast as a marketing tool, not as a I'm-gonna-get-rich and be bigger than porn because of podcasting.
1: Yeah. And you know, I also have thought about this. It's like, you know, I'm not just this girl that's just into sex and like, likes to fuck and just slut around. Like, this is a part of me. (laughs) I love it. But like, I find the most interesting part of me is like my personality and the fact that I like that. And so like, I want to promote that to like my, my audience. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason I do this show. Uh, I do this show for my own fucking ego. I'm not gonna lie to people. But
1: <laughs>
2: own it.
0: <laughs> the reason I like I don't necessarily double bullshit is like I want my audience to identify with you know the performers and sex workers I have on as real people, not just like oh that's who I masturbate to and all they're interested in is you know taking my load.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's important. It's really cool that you do that. Like in general, for many reasons, but it fucking matters. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Like yeah. you're you're all real people who have real fucking interests besides like showing up to work. It's like hosting a podcast about dentists and be like, so what do you think about that molar? Yeah. It's gonna get real old real quick, like
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like I think so much of the world like there's people in the world not I think they innately know, but like Sex is fucking awesome and great and it's fun, but like you have so much of your life that you're not having sex. I have so much of my life that I'm not having sex. Life is more than just sex, even though sex is the fucking best part.
0: <laughs> well, uh, There is so much life that is not actually having sex, but there's so much of fucking life that is about pursuing sex in some way, shape or form. True.
1: True. Yeah. Well, um, we could go deeper into that. Like oh, 100% I'm like, happy to do so. Wanted- Oh, cool, let's go. Um, Sex is like, sexual energy is like creation, so it's like, yeah, fucking, but also like, you know, your music or your art, whatever sort it shows. And it's like, that is the motivation for life, for more life.
0: Yeah, we have a biological need to fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so much, you know, so much about life is about like, what, I think it's a It's a Dave Chappelle bit about like, you know, like everything a man does is to like impress women in some way, shape, or form. Like, we only have nice cars because y'all like nice cars.
1: (laughs) I love Dave Chappelle.
0: (laughs) You ever seen him live?
1: uh, I've never seen him live. There was like one, okay, you can tell me, but like there was a show I was trying to get into with John Mayer and Dave Chappelle, and like it was like a.
0: Was it at the store? In San Francisco. Oh, oh, oh it was one that were up in SF. Nice. Yeah. Because wow, they they did nice. a couple sets at the comedy store here. And then did they, you go? I sadly didn't. I sadly fucking didn't. That was sold the fuck out so fast. It was a secret yeah, show. And it was in sold. San
1: Francisco. And then yeah. they did Five <laughs> Nights
0: at the Hollywood Palladium also. Like yeah. his Netflix special, the part two of like one of his Netflix specials was done at the Hollywood Palladium. Oh, I fucking
1: love He's my favorite comedian, I think.
0: I thankfully have yeah. seen Chappelle a couple times. I'm fucking thankful for it i got to see him uh it's got to be oh five like shortly after he left Chappelle show oh wow like i did not know what to fucking expect this is when i still lived in chicago he played the rosemont theater and this is right after chapelle show like he left the third season and there's signs all over the theater like if you heckle dave you will be ejected And I'm like, oh, man, he's taking himself too seriously. No, Dave is a professional fucking comic. And when people fucking heckled him, he shut them the fuck down, even in a theater setting. He
1: is a fucking genius.
0: Oh, he is an absolute fucking genius. And it was amazing. Because, like, people were just screaming shit at him from, like, rows in theater. Like, I had pretty good seats, but I didn't, like, I wasn't fucking front row center. And, like, maybe a couple rows in front of me, someone's like, I'm rich, bitch. He's like, I don't believe you. And then someone, like, Dead center at the stage, like, I'm rich, bitch. He's like, I know, I'm so sick as cost. I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) It was such an amazing show. He's like, That motherfucker's wearing a fuck yo couch t shirt. I don't even get a piece of that. Like, it was a real fucking comedy show. Like, Dave was not stuck up at all. That night was (sighs) so fucking magical. Like, and being part of LA, like, once shit reopens, the comedy scene here is honestly one of the things that keeps me here.
1: Oh, really? I can see that. Like, I love comedy.
0: <laughs> well, when the world reopens, we can hang out and go to the comedy store or some shit at some point.
1: Yeah, we should. We should. I'm down.
0: Even though... The, Chappelle
1: especially. Front row. Let's go.
0: There's been a mass exodus to Austin, Texas for a lot of the com- comedy scene.
1: Oh, really? It's been
0: fucking wild. Hmm. Rogan moved down there. Um, the guys from Kill Tony, Tony Henchcliffe and Brian Redband moved down there. A bunch of like the bigger names of the comedy store moved down to fucking Austin.
1: Which... I couldn't leave the ocean. <laughs> I hate,
0: Austin. <laughs> I hate to admit this on the internet, but like I've lived in LA for it'll be seven years in November. I have never been in the Pacific Ocean. Not once.
1: How interesting. I'm not really into it because
0: it's cold. <laughs> oh, I've definitely been down to the beach to drink, but it's like, I've, i i got to make a day of it. Like, I'm going to go to the west side and I'm going to get drunk on a rooftop. But I have still never actually stuck my foot in the Pacific Ocean. Like, uh, for me, for my L.A., my, my L.A. is about, like, Hollywood. It's about the comedy scene. It's about arthouse movie theaters. It's about, like, that shit. But I can't wait. That's one of the things where, like, anyone who's thinking about Coming here from the rest of the country, that's why I sell people on on L A. It's like this place is worth the price of admission. If you come to L A. and you don't like it, you haven't found your neighborhood because this is a city of fucking neighborhoods and it's all fucking different. Like you're yeah. you're on the west side, you're like I'm soaking up the sun. I'm on the fucking beach where I'm like I am in grimy ass Hollywood. Like there are homeless encampments around me that have do not no trespassing signs around them. <laughs> but I love it. I- fucking love it. Like, this a town tangle. is, this shit, this town is worth the price of admission <laughs> to me. Like, the fact that, like, any artist that you want to play here, and, I'm drinking.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> any musical artist you want to see is going to play here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're often going to play in, like a small fucking venue. Any comedian you want to see is going to play a small club here. We get movie theaters that are playing revival and art house shit all the time. Like, Weird fucking foreign films. Shit like that. Like all that shit matters to me.
1: Oh, I fucking love that about LA. You know what? And I said I would never live in LA. I come back from Peru and I'm like, you know, LA has so much opportunity. There's so many people doing artistic things and they're actually doing it. And I was kind of tired of San Francisco because it was very techie and it was kind of getting boring. But LA is like popping. Well <laughs> I love it.
0: That is the other fucking thing that I fucking love about this town. Like if you are here for any length of time, you will meet people that are come here from all parts of the world to try to accomplish something. And some of them are fucking delusional. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are fucking delusional. <laughs> and sometimes you know, if you have any self-awareness, you might think I might be one of the delusional ones, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: but everyone fucking came here to do something. and they're, Yes. Trying to fucking do it and when you're here for any length of time, you start to surround your people that are actually succeeding at doing shit. Like exactly. I have friends that like are bartender friends of mine, but they're fucking booking like shows on fucking Netflix.
1: Yeah, it's so fun to see this happen. Like they're like to like actually have your friends become like waitresses to like big movie stars. And I've had this experience. It's like, what? (laughs) I love LA.
0: It it's one of the things you just gotta come here and realize that you're not gonna get discovered in a fucking Uber.
1: <laughs> you could though.
0: You could. The <laughs> likelihood's pretty fucking slim. You could also win the fucking lottery. It's probably not gonna fucking happen for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like my experience is putting in the work and being consistent in this town because there are a lot of flaky motherfuckers in this town. Yeah. Will see you through much more than fucking anything else, Mm -hmm. and much like porn, fucking there's people that make it here under a year and then fucking go back to where the fuck they came from because they just thought they were gonna instantly get fucking famous. Yeah, drive will see you through further than talent any day of the week.
1: Amen, amen. Yeah, fucking being real, I I love how in 2021 there's people like making it and making like becoming famous and they're just real people like more than ever and in LA thank you
0: (laughs) and I've talked about this on there before too like fame is such a double-edged sword like and hell you've been in the industry such a small time and you're already experiencing it like fucking people coming out of the woodwork people being fucking weird (laughs) yeah Like, I I couldn't even imagine, like, you know, not to say that you're not on the up, but, like, real fucking fame. Like, how fucking weird that shit must be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know people, like, I know famous people, but, like, I can't even imagine what it's like to be them. Like, you go everywhere and people know you? No, thank you.
0: (laughs) Or people want to bother you. You just want to have a fucking meal with your actual fucking friends. And people won't leave you a fucking alone. Like it's flattering that you love my whatever I fucking created, but like I'm trying to have some fucking sushi with my friend here. Like,
1: yeah, totally. Like, oh, that's the thing about LA. Gosh, you see, you see celebrities, and like, I know, like, don't say anything to them. You know, like,
0: no, time and a place. Let them like, live their life. One hundred percent. I've definitely run into Bill Burr at the co- at like the grocery store, and just be like, oh, hey, there was Bill Burr, and like, go about my shopping.
1: Yeah, Oh, my God. But, like, I run into Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm, like, <laughs> he's, like, the one. I just love him.
0: <laughs> you know, Leo, I mean, this is a couple of years ago, when uh I fucking forgot the name of the sports bar, but owns like, part of a sports bar that did trivia night, and he would often pop in for the trivia night.
1: Of course he won. You know what I really like about him? I think this is what I like so much about him. It's, like, okay, he is famous. He's obviously been famous for a long-ass time.
0: Yeah, he's on fucking growing pains! He's (laughs) on fucking (laughs) growing pains!
1: But I like, like, if you're gonna be famous, then fucking do something with it. Like, come on, like, let's do... I love his environment, like, he's really into the environment, and, like, he's making a statement for that. And I think, like, if I ever reach fame like that, like, that's what's gonna make it worth it. Not just being, like, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) look at me. Like, no, I fucking care. Like, let me do something with this.
0: I mean, to be fair, as weird as it is, Kim Kardashian got some prison reform done.
1: Oh, fair enough. I'm sorry. I, I, bad words. I shouldn't have said her.
0: It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just like, I would have never, like, beyond like a couple of years ago, I would have never thought of it. I would have just been like vapid fucking Kardashians. Yeah. But Kim got some prison reform done somehow. Like,
1: that's really good. Okay, thank you, Kim.
0: <laughs> the rest of them—they ain't doing shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like do like, and then they come. I'm not. I don't know them, but like, I would say I'll, some of them complain, like you know, leave me alone, leave me alone. But it's like, if if you change the mindset a little bit about being famous, you would find a lot more peace when you find purpose.
0: Well, <laughs> and unfortunately, this is also what you signed up for.
1: Yeah, and you're probably yearning for it.
0: Well, I, I feel like fame is a double-edged sword, where it's like, oh, you're yearning for it until you actually, like, reach the pinnacle, and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't realize what I was signing up for. I didn't realize, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to have a private moment. If I want to go to the grocery store and no fucking makeup, there's going to be some motherfucker with a telephoto lens taking pictures of this shit.
1: Yeah, and you can't just, like, go to your favorite restaurant like you, like you did before. Yeah, It's not the same.
0: It's not the same, like, yeah. oh, anyone you want to be romantically involved with, they're going to be under a microscope, too.
1: Yeah, and they might be out to get something.
0: Right, and yeah, you you have zero idea who to fucking trust. Yeah. Like, oh, hey. Maybe
1: other famous people, but even then.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe. And that's the thing, like, do you want to limit, you know, who you're romantically involved with with just other fucking famous people?
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> you have no privacy then.
0: Well, you have no privacy then. And then if you do break up, which statistically that does happen, like it's going to be in the public fucking eye. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fame is a fucking monster. And it's the thing about like, you know, I, I, I grew up in the Midwest. Like it's not anything like anyone in my social circle could actually ever fathom. It's just like, Oh my God, that should be so glamorous. I don't understand why like these famous people are so miserable. Like, oh no, it's wildly fucking isolating. You don't know who to trust. You have very few actual peers. You surround yourself with people that are your employees. So they can't tell you the fucking truth. So you don't know what the fuck's really going on.
1: You know what? Just something like small scale that I'm having the experience with like, as in the porn industry, and I just got started, so, like, I'm trying to build myself. And, like, I just, like, even though it's a small industry and everyone's kind of cool, it's not like, oh, my God, he's so famous. He's, like, this famous porn star. I mean, maybe there's a few of those I like. (laughs) But um, I don't want people to think I'm using them. Like, if I want to make content, I, I don't know how to, like... I would rather just not make content with them and then, like, feel safe with me, then, like, go out of my way and ask them. Because I don't want to use them.
0: You know? Well, it's one of those things where, like...
1: In a way, you do want to use them.
0: You do want to use them. You do want to have the leg up. You do want to have, like, the fucking, like, the exposure of, like, oh, hey, someone who's a fan of theirs. I don't know. I It's... What's the worst they're going to say? is no? Like...
1: <laughs> I'm just, like... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you should just add, which I have done and luckily they've a lot of them have reached out to me, but well uh, I just want them to know I like, I I I don't want to be like manipulative.
0: You're not being manipulative. You're as, as far as I know, I am not in the conversations. <laughs> as far as I know, you're not being manipulative. You're just like, hey, um I would like to have sex with you on camera. I think this would help both our careers. <laughs> Probably buy but, more than yours, but right. I'm hot, so let's bang.
1: <laughs> and usually they say yes, I would probably say.
0: Right. I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know, but I would assume you weren't starving as a sex worker. So you have to have some awareness that like, oh, yeah, people want to have sex with you. So like offering like, oh, hey, <laughs> sex will benefit both our careers. <laughs>
1: it's also interesting to me because I'm like, I also think in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, they're having sex with like a new girl every day. So like, I'm just, an, which I am, but like, it's just like, they're, you know, I'm just another girl. They probably don't have time to like pencil me in, <laughs> which is probably true sometimes.
0: It, it probably is true sometimes, but you never know. Like the worst I can say is no.
1: Right. I needed this conversation. This is good.
0: <laughs> Happy to help. Happy to fucking help.
1: Thank
0: you. <laughs> I don't know why you're letting me life coach you, but okay.
1: <laughs> Keep drinking. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Actually, we're going to pause for half a second because I need a piss. Normally, I can okay, make cool. it the whole show, but I need a piss. So we're going to pause for half a second while I urinate because I'm not going to piss in the cup on my own show. And we are back from peeing. My bladder is empty. My <laughs> no bladder is hopefully empty. I'm... I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I am good.
0: And... Um, fucking, I totally forgot what we were on. I totally forgot what we were talking about before we left. For, like, I, I got to fucking bad i was just like, oh, gotta okay. go.
1: It went down a few spirals. I never, oh, we were just, you were giving me advice on on, on that it's okay to like just reach out and talk to oh, these yeah, yeah, yeah. famous porn stars. Go get that dick. <laughs> get that the,
0: dick. The moral of the story get that dick. Look, at the end of the day, most male talent got into this job to, like, you know, have sex with some more people. So, yeah, reach out. Like, what's the worst thing they can fucking say? is it no.
1: Right. Well, they don't answer, and then I, like, meet them on set one day, and I'm like, you didn't answer
0: me. <laughs> don't take that shit personally. Don't take that shit. Like, if they're not already following you, the amount of DMs those dudes are getting True. is fucking insane. You probably just... True. True. Just got lost in the fucking swarm of fucking... Thirst traps that are sent their way.
1: Yeah, and uh, scams. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. Scams are wild. Speaking of the fucking scams, like, you'll know when you've made it as a porn star when people start impersonating you.
1: Oh, I can't wait for that. I'm going to get my friends to do it.
0: (laughs) No, don't do that. Like, you'll get enough on, like, it'll happen on your own. I had one (laughs) like a week and a half, two weeks ago where they slid into my DMS with a performer who's been on the show. Like, of course I liked some of her fucking posts. We know each other. Like, of course I'm going to like posts of people I know. And they're like, Oh, thank you for supporting me. Like the, the scam accounts. Like, thank you for supporting <laughs> me. Like, I just want to reach out to my fans and I, I want to play along. Cause I just, I'm bored I, I I'm like, oh. and they're like, you no. Know, I noticed you've been reaching out. I'm like, Oh my God, you really noticed me? You noticed me? Oh my God, you noticed me. And then I'm like, blah, 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 blah. How do, how do you know? How do I know that you're the real so and so? And they're like, they had a photoshopped visa, like U S visa. I'm like, All right, I'm bored with this. You do realize U S citizens don't get U S visas, right?
1: Yeah. And you, and you literally
0: know them. Well, on top of I, uh, that. I didn't get to that point yet. I'm like, no, no. So I could travel and visit my friends. I'm like, yeah, you would have a passport. And also that is not that person's legal name. No one's stage name is going to be on their fucking visa. Like, I don't Can't know what you mean. Talk. And I literally just sent them a clip from my phone of like me and that performer talking on air. I'm like, you see the person you say you are? They have my number. They wouldn't be asking where I live. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I tried to, like, because I really want to, like, ask these scammers why they're doing it. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to report you, but tell me, why are you doing this? And then they got reported by someone else, and their account got deleted. Yeah. But I was trying to get yeah. to the bottom. of like, so why do you do this? What do you hope to gain? I'm like,
1: it would be so good to have on your podcast. <laughs> Posca- a scammer.
0: I mean, possibly. I mean, possibly giving scammers like a fucking platform also isn't necessarily a great thing because I found out from a couple performers, it's really big business. Like it is really big business impersonating performers. Like some of the bigger performers, like there are people making fucking six figures a year, at least impersonating other performers playing on the, the white knight captain save a hose out there being like, Oh my God, I want to get out of porn, but like I can't afford to do it. Can you send me money? Wow. Like So I don't really want to platform those people, but like, I'm also really kind of curious. I'm like, why are you doing this? And why are you so grossly incompetent that you're going to try to hit me up when there are a bunch of photos of us together on that Instagram profile? (laughs) Like, you dumb motherfucker. They hit up the podcast account, not even my personal. So there are videos of me and that performer together from being on air together.
1: Like, They're so dumb. (laughs) What are you... They're so
0: dumb. That's so fucking stupid. Like, do a little fucking research. Little.
1: I just feel like there's some really dumb people in this world.
0: There are. (laughs) Well, what's worse is there are dudes that fucking fall for that shit. (laughs) They think, like, oh... (laughs) That's worse. Oh, my God. Nolina Nix is sliding into my DMs, and she needs me to save her from pornography okay, I'm going to spend two weeks' pay to try to save her. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Because they're just so excited by the idea of, like, you Right, the
1: fantasy just takes them over. Right. Wow, that's why. The fantasy of, like,
0: your favorite performer fucking noticed you. Like, all the blood rushes lower and you stop thinking with this head.
1: I'm already getting that a little... (laughs)
0: It's so, so fucking wild. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fucking skeptical person in the first place. Like, cause even if I wasn't like in this position, if I meet girls on fucking like Tinder and shit like that, like, oh, you're way hot. So what's the scam? Like, you're a scammer first. And then like, you gotta prove that you're not.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, I. Also, when escorting, I got a lot of scam calls. I was like, oh, really? You want me to come? You're um, booking the whole like pro basketball team for me to fuck? Should I... I should come. <laughs> like, crazy shit like that all the time. <laughs>
0: like, well, uh, especially on that end, like, I don't understand what their, their goal is there. Like, you're obviously going to take a fucking deposit before you fucking... <laughs>
1: right. take that Some girls, up. though. Some girls...
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> as we were saying earlier, like no matter what industry, you're in, not everyone's a fucking rocket surgeon. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, you know, in escorting, there would be like, okay, I so saw eight thousand dollars a night. Like, okay, this happened one time. Like, yeah, I'm not giving you a story, but like, I actually oh, no, know, I I want a story. Eight, I want
0: a story. You can't <laughs> like eight thousand no, dollars. No, I'm not giving you a story. No, no, I want a fucking story. If you're gonna lead in with that,
1: okay. So like eight thousand dollars a night. I've done that like overnight. Eight thousand dollars a night. So. I can see how a girl gets a call because she's already had an experience where it did happen and she she made $8,000 a night or more or whatever. She got a car. And so they're like, oh, yeah, of course it'll happen again. So they fall for it again. And then that's when they get fucked.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but I don't know. Me personally, like, even if I was getting $8,000 a night's calls every fucking week, I'd be like, um... We have ways we fucking do business. I do, you know, on top of like my audience is probably where you're definitely where like, I do audio and video production for other people on top of doing the show. Like mm-hmm. I edit a show for someone I've known for over 20 years until they pay me. They get a watermarked fucking video. Uh, smart. Like, it's just like, this is how we handle business.
1: Totally. Good for you for being smart, because it sucks to say, but, like, friends, friends, you know, like when it comes to money and shit like this, they'll fuck you
0: over. Well, and they will. And then they'll be like, oh, it's cool. You know, we, we've known each other so long. It's cool. Like, mm, mm, mm. unless you're paying for my fucking food and my rent, it's not fucking cool. So anyone who's like, I'm going to blindly take an $8,000 booking. That's on them. That is fucking on them.
1: Definitely. (laughs) Uh, But like they, the the thing is, what happens? I hope somebody watches this and gets this. But the fantasy. I hope someone watches this too. But But they they find use for this. Just get real about your fantasies. Like, come to ground. (laughs) Think about it for a minute.
0: Yeah, to a degree. Like, have realistic expectations. Be skeptical until you're like, oh shit, this is actually happening. Be skeptical up until the moment that it's actually fucking happening. Yeah. Because don't be closed off to it completely because, you know, heaven forbid, like Cindy fucking Crawford in the height of her fucking hot was like, man, I want to fuck. I'd be skeptical until I was penetrating.
1: <laughs> well said.
0: But I'm not going to be like, no, that can't fucking happen. <laughs>
1: Okay, So this is another thing about like, you know, being a a sex worker or like a girl, a hot girl. (laughs) They, if you, if you compliment someone, sometimes they overtake it for so much more. And then I have issues often with that.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's like, oh my God, she laughed at one of my jokes. She obviously wants my penis inside her.
1: She obviously wants me to message her five times a day because she answered me one time.
0: Oh, yeah. You definitely got to be careful about that shit. Like you you paid them a grain of fucking attention and all of a sudden they're going to blow you up forever.
1: Thank you for my fans because they're going to watch this. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you for your fans too. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't ignore your DMs. I won't. You can slide right in
1: i'm turning off my dms unless you're i'm following you
0: wise move wise move on that shit but
1: yeah i did that
0: <laughs> no but i mean like even in normal fucking environments like even without you know, yo being a level of celebrity like yeah dude's generally like oh she likes all my bullshit so i gotta fucking keep trying
1: oh yeah 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 but- I think that's, you know, we can go into the whole conversation about boundaries and, like, women and no and yes. But, like, women got to get clear. Like, you got to make it really clear. Because <laughs> they don't know sometimes.
0: Well, it's true. Like, I would much prefer, like, someone clearly said some shit. But I also understand, like, from many female friends of mine, like, sometimes they're fucking nervous about setting clear boundaries because they're afraid, like, a dude's going to violently react.
1: Totally. Oh, yeah,
0: I've been there. Dude's got to get their fucking egos in check. Like, oh, hey, think about it from the other side. You don't want to fuck every fucking woman you've met. There are some women that you'd be like, you want to fuck me? No, no, no. Like, I'm insulted that you even asked that you wanted to fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. So that is definitely happening on the other side. (laughs) They don't think that, do they? No, 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 Like, it's... (laughs) it's definitely not, like, in the dude's brain. I'm, like, I've definitely, it's just not in human nature to think, like, oh, no, they wouldn't want to fuck me. I mean, hell, I've seen women who've been, like, really confused by being, like, what? That dude didn't want to fuck me. Huh? Oh Yeah, I've been there. (laughs) That that happens, too. But, you know, women aren't going to get violent over it. Generally. I'm sure there are some that like, I'm not trying to make a blanket fucking statement. I'm sure it's fucking happened. But, you know, dudes, you got to get your fucking ego in check and be like, oh, if you want to fuck me, someone else probably will.
1: Yeah, there's definitely.
0: Not definitely. I'm not guaranteed it sucks for anybody. <laughs>
1: he's, he's, I don't know what the answer is for that. So let's not go there. <laughs> well, the answer is
0: like just fucking accept your fucking lumps and go about your fucking day. Like, someone didn't want to fuck you. It fucking happens. Like We've all been there. We've all fucking been there. Hell, Valentine's Day 2020, pre-pandemic, I spent the night at the (laughs) fucking bar talking up this girl all fucking night, and when it came to the last call, we were having a great time. I'm like, yo, let me get your number. She's like, nah. I'm like, all right, cool. Do you want to do another (sighs) shot?
1: Oh, you're so cool about it, because so many guys would have been dicks. What? Ugh.
0: I was just enjoying the fucking moment. I would have loved to, like, hung out with her again, but whatevs. Like, she wasn't feeling it. Let's just do another shot, and we'll, you know, good game. It's really
1: crazy, though, like, because most guys would take that so personal, and how you're just able to just, like, not take it personal, and just like, no, she just doesn't want to. Right? Yeah. Or did you take it personal?
0: No, I didn't take it personal. I <laughs> really, like, I don't care. Like, I shot my shot. Like, oh, you don't want to give me your number? Cool, let's do another round of shots then, like.
1: Oh, good for you. That's good. <laughs> like I would say, eight out of ten guys wouldn't be like that, though.
0: But I, I also can't guarantee that I would have been like that, fucking fifteen years ago, like in my twenties or some shit like that. Like that's age and experience speaking. Like just being like, ain't that fucking serious?
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of age and experience, it's interesting also for me because I haven't had much experience with guys in their twenties. Like as an adult woman, it's it's always like mostly thirty five and up, 35 and 40s. and, and 60s. so I maybe one clear deal up there. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so like I have this like warped view of also society as being a sex worker, you know, because you're I'm with more mature like older men, not mature necessarily. Always.
0: Oh, I'm not mature. Don't. <laughs> Don't put that out there. I'm not mature. I'm like, I just <laughs> understand. Like, it ain't nothing, none of that shit is serious enough to get fucking upset about. Like, I met that woman that night at the bar. We struck up a conversation, having a good time. I thought she was cute. Whatevs. Like, that's That sounds in.
1: like a very mature thing.
0: <laughs> I have to edit this out. Can't fucking hurt my reputation like this. <laughs> oh. But. More dudes just have to realize, like, it it ain't a big fucking deal. Like, so what? Yeah. So what? Like, I you don't
1: know what's what's going on either. She's probably she could have like an infection. She could be tired. She could have her period.
0: Well, I mean, I wasn't <laughs> trying to take her home that night. I was just trying to get her number. Like, <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I'm just always thinking about
0: sex. Well, yeah, like. And like hell, she may have had a boyfriend and was just enjoying the attention that night. Like whatevs. That too. Like, she may have gotten just out of a fucking messy relationship. Like that's why she was at fucking a bar on fucking Valentine's Day, and was not looking for new dick. She may have looked yeah. at my Instagram and like, oh no 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 no, this is not <laughs> who I need to fucking.
1: I can't take this on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like this dude's gonna talk about me on the internet. Like and I will. Wait.
1: How is that though? What for you? For like it, for your dating life, for what you do. Oh, it, it, it
0: is fucking rough at times. It is fucking rough. Yeah, like for being a dude who has never actually like exposed his penis on a film or had sex on film, I have been discriminated against by multiple women. For, I can understand that. Like, and the thing about it is, the way I look at it is like the trash is seeing itself out. Yeah, like amen. I'm, I'm not gonna change my fucking lifestyle over a woman I don't know. So if you're gonna be bothered from this from the jump, cool. See yourself out.
1: It's a really good filter because you want to be with a cool woman anyway. Well, <laughs> and cool woman would get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and like I understand, like maybe having some jealousy issues or not being super cool with, like, in the normal world. I have a porn star a week, essentially, in my apartment. Yeah, yeah. Like, I understand that, but, like, you gotta have trust. Like, don't be with me if you don't trust me. There are definitely problems. And, like, that's why, like, I understand how much, how fucking worse it is for actual fucking performers. For
1: dating, yeah. I mean, for me, like, also, if I was interested in dating, like, I couldn't imagine going to have sex with my partner and, like, having, like, that would just be too much sex for me. (laughs)
0: Oh, you got to edit that out. You can't, have that. It you can't have that on the internet. You're too much sex. I, so... mean, like... no, 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 no. I mean, I,
1: mean, I love sex. I'm a slut.
0: That's real. Well, I, and like, I wanted to ask that earlier. It was like, so why don't you have the interest in dating? Like
1: people, like I, I talk about it and it's often like, oh, because you had a bad experience with your marriage. And I'm like, you know, I wasn't,
0: well, obviously I I definitely... mean, it couldn't have been that bad. You went to Tinder afterwards.
1: Yeah, and I, I wanted to try it out, and I definitely like have had experiences over the past few years where I've like you know gone out with a few guys, and but like it never turns into a relationship, and I I just really like myself. I would like to have kids one day. I don't see myself getting married again. I I might want to have a partner. You know, maybe I'm jaded. I don't know.
0: Uh, that's all <laughs> legitimate. Like, I just
1: thought of an answer. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. And the, the thing about it is you're fucking twenty five. Like, this is not like colonial fucking America. You're not an old fucking maid because you're not married at twenty five.
1: Yeah, right. I think about marriage, and I'm like, well, marriage was created to own property. So, like, I don't on like my level of like my romance and how I love people is like I fucking love a lot of people. I love a lot of men in my life individually and like it doesn't take away from either one and it doesn't necessarily mean I'm poly. I just like maybe I don't understand romance yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't work in my head like it does for other people.
0: Well and then you know your past experience is colour that obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean for me I've never been married but like I kinda wanna say I want to do it just to say I did it just for the experience of it. I also want to throw the epic fucking party. And I want the tax break. Uh,
2: like true.
0: I, I totally want to do like courthouse epic party.
2: True.
1: Oh, I hope you do.
0: <laughs> it may happen, it may not. Whatever. I'm not gonna lose any fucking sleep over it.
1: You know, I think about it more and it's like for me to be in a relationship with someone, it would have to be like he would just have to be cool as fuck, one, and he had he would have to be like really smart to keep me like mentally interested
0: <laughs> well yeah th- those are all very fucking important things like the last thing you want is like get involved with someone and be fucking bored with them
1: yeah I mean, i don't think i've ever met a man that i've actually wanted to date i'm well, 25 though
0: it could happen for you but also how many of those men have you met in your life like where you already got your walls up because it's a business relationship
1: right and also because like the guys i've met personally and they find out i'm an escort then it's like oh no off the table like no 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 yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i i sent you that clip of me and small hands talking about it, like where like you really have to know who you are to date a sex worker like
1: yeah i love it it's a good filter <laughs> like oh, i no. told
0: you I, yeah 100 percent. like the trash sees itself out like the fact that like if someone wants to get involved with you and they're like, they know what you do. And then they're like, I'm not cool with that. Like, fuck you. Like, you know what you signed up for.
1: Yeah. Also, I see how on the other end, it takes a lot of like their own self-worth, self-love to like hold that. And like, that's the only person I want to be with anyway. I want someone who has a strong
0: self-worth. 100%. Like you do. Nobody, in my opinion, should be getting involved with anyone who like, they complete me. No, 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 no. Like, you're my sidecar. <laughs> I'm complete.
1: Yes. Preach.
0: <laughs> like, the thing, oh, you complete. Fuck you. You complete me. I'm like, I was a person before you came around. I plan to be a person when statistically this doesn't work out. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the numbers are <laughs> not in our favor.
1: Yes, yeah, seriously. Well, oh, I also like starting in this industry. People are like, well, a lot of times like you'll end up dating other performers. Which maybe I'm not going to say never say never but like I just like don't want to like I just don't want to do that I don't know
0: (laughs) it's a double edged sword it's a completely double edged sword because like they'll understand your lifestyle they'll condone your lifestyle but you also hear fucking gossip about them people will fucking give you shit because like of fucking weird jealousy issues on set it's a whole double edged sword
2: Yeah.
0: And this is part of the reason, like, whenever civilian friends of mine are like, I want to get into porn, I'm like, "Mm, you need to think about this real hard before you get into this shit. Yeah,
1: because it's a whole different life.
0: Like Right. And it's just how it is with any fucking sex work. And like most people don't get any fucking warning and just are dump dive in both feet and then like, Holy fuck, I'm drowning. Holy fuck these things that I like I want out of my life. I want a partner in a relationship and I'm like having problems finding one. Like yeah you should have gave that some thought someone should have warned you before you jumped in this fucking pool
1: the good thing about it like dating another sex worker which i haven't met like male sex straight sex workers i know a lot of gay sex workers (laughs) but um so like this is my first time actually like meeting them and like i have this like natural like love for them because i like get it and like i think of fucking they're they have a like, it sounds so dramatic, but, like, a purpose in the world. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm, like, thank you so much for doing sex work and, like, being an outcast of society. I fucking love you for that
0: forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. You may still find you know, a romantic partner in this business yet. And it, wor- and it <laughs> totally works for some people. It totally blows up for others. But that's just how any fucking relationship goes. Like, you know, meet someone at a fucking bar, and you're like, oh, hey, they're pretty cool. I think our genitals might match, and mm-hmm. then you've worked it out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it does, it does.
1: Totally, totally. I mean, I, I, have, honestly, okay. So I was in a marriage, but it was it didn't really count. I don't count it as a relationship because it was so oh, just abusive, and like I just wanted to get out of my hometown. Like I just needed out, <laughs> and. Uh, and so I haven't really had a relationship ever. I don't, it's just in, not in my reality. So I don't know what it means.
0: <laughs> like non-monogamy sounds okay. Polyamory sounds exhausting.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of attention to give out.
0: Right, like, like oh, I want to be in love with multiple people. Whew, that, that I haven't got the hours in the day. Like, I'm going to rub genitals with multiple people and my primary partner is okay with it.
1: I think where this this is like been a thing because I've I've like been with men who are in relationships. And so like there's sometimes this guilt of like, well, making love to me, or like it has to be fucking instead of sensual or like loving, because they have to like separate it in their mind from their relationship. And I'm like, I don't want to take you from her. Like I don't want to take anything. I just I wish it was, people were more willing just to like make a connection in the moment and not have to be just fucking all the time.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> <Sorry>. th- <laughs>
1: I like to fuck you.
0: <laughs> oh, well, it, it, it's one of those things where it's often hard to differentiate. Like fucking can be interpersonal, but like the minute like you're not just fucking, like all of a sudden there's fucking feelings. Like I may be completely off base here, but like I remember reading a study where like women have generally have to have a connection before they want to have sex where men develop a connection through sex.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. I've heard this before too.
0: So So. it's one of those things where like, Oh, you got to compartmentalize it to just being fucking all of a sudden, otherwise they may catch feelings and then it's real complicated.
1: Yeah. I live this place in my mind when I'm like, you know, with, a lover who's not paying me (laughs) like and I actually want to be with them like I just I always say to myself like I just want my love to be free like I just I want you to know like you know you I don't have any expectations I do want things of course but like I want you just to like not be afraid of like having I feel like a lot of girls you know make love, or they have sex, and they want a relationship, or they want more. And I try to not live in that way. Does that makes sense?
0: It does. It does. And the thing about it is, like, it should be a case-by-case situation where, like, yeah. There are definitely people that are like, I've had sex with, or I don't remember their names. There are definitely people I've <laughs> had sex with that I woke up the more like, oh, shit, I really want to spend more time with you. Yeah. Like, it's a case-by-case situation. Like, there's nothing wrong with catching feelings. Yeah. You shouldn't catch feelings for fucking everybody. And you shouldn't you know, regard everyone you fucking have sex with as like, Oh, that's just who I rub genitals with. Cool. Like you should (laughs) judge it case by case.
1: I think, I think for me, okay. To go on that is like, when it comes to catching feelings, it's like, I, cause I'm also like, you know, in the shamanic world. So like my job is to hold love my job my what i do is hold love for many different people like i see i honor them and so like when i'm having sex i do that like i honor who they are as a full being and then it so it gets kind of very connected but it's not like like they're not i feel like they're safe with me because they're not so afraid of like expecting more like it's just in that moment it's not all the time you know does that make sense
0: a little bit a little bit
1: (laughs) i'm like I just feel like I see love in a different way than most people or romance. Maybe
0: fair enough. I mean, I see love as a chemical addiction, much like cocaine. So (laughs) it's just all tricks of the fucking brain. Like your brain just goes, yep. I'm addicted to that person. (laughs) Like it it fires the dopamine receptors. I'm addicted to that person. Like I've definitely (laughs) been in love with people that made no fucking sense on paper. In love with them, done stupid, <laughs> stupid fucking things because the brain chemicals were like, This is what you gotta do, Matt. This is what you gotta do. <laughs> sometimes the, you know, the 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 saying that love is blind is fucking accurate because sometimes your brain just like something about them just trips that fucking lever and then the chemicals pour in and your brain's like, Yeah, I wanna feel this way. I wanna fucking feel Okay, it.
1: yeah, yeah. There is someone in my life I have this experience with. I'm like he's a fucking dick, but I love him.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: How have you been since since this all start, of, like the pandemic? Have you been dating?
0: I mean, I've had sex with some people.
1: Nice. Well, I, I hope so. Good. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Not as much as I would like, but you know, I ha- is what it is. I'm trying like trying to balance like not trying to die for pussy, but like trying to have pussy occasionally. Like it's just how it is. Like Hmm, are you worth dying over? Maybe yeah, I, I will gamble. Uh, are <laughs> you worth <would die> for- <laughs> you No, know, anyone who's uh, been involved with me in the last year, like you know, I felt either I was super horny or I felt you were worth dying over. Either one, like some of them were definitely super horny. Uh No, but <laughs> I've been trying to be cool. Like I've been trying to like play it safe. I don't leave my apartment much during this. I- I'm trying to be a responsible fucking adult. That's really good.
1: I had an interesting thing because I was in Peru. I left my housing in San Francisco because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just go to Peru and maybe I'll just stay there for a year or I'll travel the world. That was my plan. And I go to Peru. You know, I come back. I don't have a home. I come to L.A., stay with my friend for two months. And then I'm like, you know, I still don't have a home. I don't really feel like getting a home right now because I don't know where I want to live. And I go to Europe for two months. Where in Europe? Uh, I started out in Ireland. I have a friends with ha- a house there, so I was there for a month. And I did my quarantine. I got tested regularly. I was responsible, just letting everyone know. <laughs> and I uh, I managed to get into Stockholm because I did 14 days quarantine in Ireland, which nobody knew you could do. And then from Stockholm which Stockholm was really cool because it was super open and the pandemic wasn't so bad, uh, but nobody wore mask. It was It was open.
0: Sweden kind of <laughs> fucked up a little bit. Like, they, they were okay for me and then they fucked up. Uh, oh,
1: okay. Mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a mess.
1: Well, then I was like, my very best friend lives in Berlin and I was like, do you think I can get to Berlin? She's like, just try, just try. So I got a ticket and nobody checked my passport. I went from Stockholm to Berlin. and Oh, yeah.
0: No, if you try... I- I learned that the hard way. Well, not the hard way, but I learned that, like, if you're traveling within the EU, they don't check shit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I thought they were checking because of COVID, but they didn't.
0: Yeah. I'm, I am I only went in normal circumstances. Like, I flew from Amsterdam to Munich for Oktoberfest, and I'm like, you're not going to check any of our shit? Dope. And then I flew from Amsterdam to Helsinki for a couple of days, and then back to Amsterdam. Like, oh, if you're traveling within the EU, they don't give a fuck.
1: They don't. And during COVID, they didn't care. Or well, at least, well, they did care when I was going from Ireland to Sweden. They did like double, triple check me at the gate. And then once I, you know, had to show my passport in Sweden, they like, eh, no worries, <laughs> American. Oh yeah, another day. <laughs> yeah. So and then I went back to Peru. So I like I traveled around the world this whole year.
0: <laughs> I'm so jealous of you. Like I haven't left the country since 2018. And it bums me out so fucking much. Like, up until the (laughs) point, like, I try to do at least one international trip a year. Like, I've been on six continents. Like, I want to, you know, I miss places. Like, I miss drinking with strangers. Like, one of my (laughs) biggest fucking passions in life is to, like, roll into local bars in random cities and be like, so where should I see in your city? Like, what restaurants? Where should I go in your fucking city? Like, I'd never want to go to a resort. Like, my friends that go on cruises and go to resorts, like, I don't get it. I don't want to fucking go to a Vegas casino in another country.
1: Or cruise ships.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) oh, hey, I'm spending all this money to be stuck in a small room with other fucking Americans and not figure out fucking currency. No, I want (laughs) to barely speak the language, use Google Translate, try to figure out where the fuck I'm going.
1: A real traveler, I love that. Because a thing about Americans is like, Americans have a hard time understanding that there's other people in the world. (laughs) They just, even if they travel.
0: Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Like I feel like that is part of the problem with America is we don't have empathy for other people because we don't experience anything outside of fucking America.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: And it's just one of those things like I've been to fucking South Africa, I've been to Colombia, like I've I've seen fucking like some real fucking poverty. Like it's
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was like when I was in Peru and I was in the jungle and I was like, why don't these kids have shoes on their feet? What the fuck? And then you get them shoes and their parents sell them. And I'm like, you know, and they were being affected by the pandemic, you know, they're already in poverty and then the pandemic. And I'm like, wow, people really don't get it. Yeah. Like, they really
0: don't get <laughs> it. No, I mean, more people need to see the world. When I was in Europe, some like, because everyone's always afraid, like, oh, you can't say you're American when you travel outside the US. I'm like, I have never had problems saying I'm American. And It was actually Amsterdam. Someone was like, oh, no, no. Americans that don't leave America are the problem. Americans that leave America are generally cool. Right. Right. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. I also don't look like I have any fucking money, so I'm not like a worthy kidnapping victim.
1: I always travel alone. I don't travel with people.
0: I've done it. I've done my fair mix of both.
1: Sometimes it's nice. In Ireland, I did go. I mean, Europe is a little different. It's kind of like America, but
0: better. Eh, I mean, it depends on where you go. Like, I was definitely in parts of Spain where, like, I had to tell my friends, "Like, we need to get out of this fucking neighborhood. Like, sun's okay. going down. We need to get the fuck out of this neighborhood." Yeah. Like,
1: by the way, I love Barcelona.
0: <laughs> I haven't been to Barcelona. Yet. I've been to Madrid and uh, Altea and Alicante, like southern Spain. I made. Oh, Bar- did you
1: do the trail? Mm-hmm. So. Okay, Alicante.
0: Yeah, a buddy of mine got married in. Uh, we got got married in Altea in twenty fifteen, so that's wow. like a south of um, I'll say it was south of Alicante, or I'm getting the two mixed so is like the nearest big city and we rolled I up there for like a day trip like hit some pubs you know it was a good good fucking time but we were de- we were definitely up in like the hills like which unlike America the hills are where the hood is yeah like the poor people in the hood are in the hills cuz it's hard to get resources up there yeah and the sun's starting to go down. I'm like, we need to get back down to city center. Like, Oh no. It's so I'm like, there are chicken bones on the sidewalk. Like when you see just trash like that, you're generally not in a great neighborhood.
1: Oh my God. Speaking of this, I was actually, I meant to be in India right now. Like I was going to go to India in December, but you know, the pandemic hit and I was going to do like five to six months in India. Cause I just wanted to be like way out there.
0: Hell yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I do want to do India at some point. Like, there's so many places. Like, I'm sure my audience has heard this, but like my overall dream is to fucking do like a full on around the world trip. Oh yeah. Same. Like I want to LA and New York, probably like road, either road trip or just do a quick flight. New York to Western Europe, bounce around Western Europe a little bit. Um, Western Europe to like Helsinki. I want to spend more time in Finland. And then Helsinki was rad. Like I only got 56 hours there, but apartments have saunas in them. So that was, fucking awesome
1: oh, wow of course they do right because it's
0: freezing there well the, the finish just like saunas like my last day in town, my last half day in town like i just fucking detoxed in the fucking sauna because i drank so much the night before <laughs> and then it's only a four-hour train ride from helsinki to saint petersburg so get the russian passport do saint petersburg do moscow do to the trans-siberian railroad cross fucking russia Yes. Then time and money permitting, hits some Southeast Asia, either like Ho Chi Minh City or fucking other parts of Vietnam, then up to Seoul, Korea, Tokyo, home.
1: I like that. You got to do it. You should just
0: do it. And money and time, money and time.
1: Okay. It's coming. You're going to do it.
0: I mean, Remember if you want to buy my way, I will happily be like, you know, carry your shit for Let's go. <laughs> You heard it. it. It's on the internet, guys. <laughs>
1: so that, this was actually my plan. Like, I was gonna travel the world for like the because you know the president presidential election. I was like, I'm just gonna stay out of the country for the next four years because I didn't know what was gonna happen, and um, that was my plan. But the pandemic came.
0: <laughs> I mean, I technically have a fiance in Australia because if shit went real sideways, I you know made plans with someone I know in Australia to marry me to get out if I needed to.
1: Oh, smart, smart. Yeah, I was going to marry my friend in Berlin. <laughs> yeah, but um, I oh, I was going to say something. It was so good. It was something about South America. Oh, Colombia. So I was actually, I meant to go to Colombia in October. I was going to go to uh, outside of Medellin. Medellin? Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I canceled my flight the day before because I was, like, worried about the pandemic. Like, oh, the Peruvian... Um, president like was impeached the same week so I was just like holding off
0: makes sense it makes sense
1: yeah but I really want to go to Colombia
0: Bogota was Bogota was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be parts of it were real sketchy but it was a good time like (laughs) like, I had a good time down there like parts of it were wildly like urban decay and sketchy but like it was a good time Um, I definitely got to do more Latin America because I've only been to Bogota and I've been to Havana. Cuba was a wild place.
1: wow! That is an interesting place because not many people have been there.
0: I am super happy I got to go because, like, we went in uh, February 17, right after Trump got elected, and it was shortly thereafter that they closed the restrictions. I was on one of the first U.S. direct flights to Havana. Wow. The Cuban people are on such a hustle. It's amazing. Good eats, Beautiful, like Spanish architecture. Like, just oh my god, I I would love to go back. I'd love to go back. I'm not sure. I ended up going with like 10 friends, it was insane.
1: Oh wow, because
0: everyone's like, (laughs) We're going to (laughs) Cuba. We got an Airbnb that was 11 bed, like 12 bath, it was huge. Wow, like the photos we saw on Airbnb did not do it justice. Like it was insane. This place. And it was 5:40 a night split between 10 of us.
1: I love, I love Latin America for this, but. Oh, well I was going to say like, speaking of Latin America is like, you know, I basically lived there for a long time. than most people this past year. And what I learned most is like how fucking ignorant it is for me not to know Spanish. Cause like so much of the world speaks Spanish. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Get the fuck on that, no Lena. <laughs> and second of all is like we are ignorant here in America as
0: fuck. Wild how like ignorant on like other cultures we are. The fact that like Spanish isn't mandatory for Americans is wild. Like except for the Canadians, every other country in this hemisphere, except for like Brazil, speaks fucking Spanish.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And I you know, I, I actually was there and I like somehow managed, cause I don't speak Spanish. And th- then I definitely didn't speak Spanish. I managed to make like really good friends with the locals, even though some of them didn't speak barely any English. We just like learned to communicate and it was really cool. And they still message me, but I Google translate back and forth.
0: Yeah, pro <laughs> tip for anyone. Google translate works offline.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: I, mean, I couldn't imagine, like, I'm bummed that I didn't start traveling the world younger, but I couldn't also imagine trying to do it without smartphones.
1: Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. Especially alone. People are like, you went, you travel alone? Like, you went down to Latin America alone? I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'll just figure it out. I'm kind of, like, at the point in my life where I'm just not afraid. I mean, I, I've been an escort.
0: <laughs> so. I mean, that's the way to be. That is the way to be. Because at the end of the day, like, The way I look at it is like, unless the city is an active fucking war zone, there are people living and thriving there. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a little bit of common sense and be like, hey, this is not where I should be, you should be all right. Yeah. Like, ghettos look like ghettos pretty much anywhere in the world.
1: Yeah. Except in 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 Los Angeles. Good people. Like, most people are good people. And that is another thing I needed to learn on my own because. You know, I'm not blaming my family. I don't want to say that. But, like, you know, you grow up in this culture and you're supposed to be afraid of everyone. Especially, like, third world country. Afraid, afraid. And then I go down there and, like, there's amazing, beautiful people. Incredible artists. Like, genius. And, you know, you just, like, open your mind when you travel.
0: Hold on one sec. I bought this in fucking Colombia.
1: Ah, it's beautiful.
0: You know, like when you're like, art in other countries, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a thing,
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and art- it really matters down there, like in Latin America. It's like they everyone does art, like here, it's like shamed still.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, well, here it's like, uh, you sure you want to do art? You sure? You sure? Yeah. so annoying, <laughs> and but we wouldn't make this fucking pandemic, it wasn't for art. It wasn't for people creating art. We wouldn't have made it through this shit.
1: That is like life. You can't just be a robot. Like, Why'd you come to exist? Did you come here to be a robot?
0: I mean, I came here because two people had unprotected sex. I didn't really come here with a plan. Fair enough. Some days it doesn't feel like they had a plan either, but it is what it is.
1: It is what it is. But here we are.
0: Here we are, for the time being, <laughs> for this moment. Is what it is. But holy shit, we have been going for quite some time. I'm gonna call the last columns, motherfucker, before I have way too much content that I have to edit. I mean, I'm not that I'm gonna edit much out of this, but I still have to like review it. Yeah, fair enough. Where can they find you on the things? Where can they spend money on you?
1: <laughs> Only No Lena Nix. Follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. Where? Watch out for from- What do you mean where?
0: Like what are the Twitter and the Instagrams? What are they specifically? Oh, sorry.
1: At Nolina Nicks. Oh, I'm going to fix this. Okay, so Twitter. At Nolina Nicks. Instagram. At Nolina Nicks. OnlyFans At Nolina Nicks with three X's. (laughs) And I'm going to have a podcast coming out soon. So check out for that. I'm really excited. It's going to be me. Sorry.
0: I'm excited (laughs) for it too. Even though I'm not a part of it anymore.
1: Sorry. It's it's really exciting. Um, it's me and my friend, John. He is a NASA scientist. So we think we're going to be like an interesting duo.
0: No, it should be good times. It, uh, I am excited for it. Check Thank it out you. when it drops. The minute we have the name of it, I will let everyone know. Thank but you. as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. Twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast. At, and now we drink on Twitter. And now we drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week drink up motherfuckers
1: drink up (laughs) thank you